here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. As always, with Joe Lands and Joe, you are currently undergoing uh, the end of the world is happening behind you. So if you if, if somebody hears Joe, oh, it's it looks like it sounds like it's dying down. It's well, I kind of is that what I hear? I moved to a different uh, oh, okay. section <laughs> of the dining room. It's actually uh, we're experiencing the end of days here in College Station, Texas. There is a epic epic thunderstorm happening right now. Um, you know, normally when it rains out here, it rains for like uh, ten minutes and then it doesn't rain again for like three months. And uh, th- this has been just a horrific thunderstorm for the past two or three hours, which is very odd for this part of the country. So, uh, and your dogs are probably won't be making any noise today. I took some show, pictures. Cause... I'm going to send you one of them. I, I found a <laughs> I found a pair of eyeballs hiding under a blanket. I can only see her eyeballs. And the other dog is upstairs at the, the top of the stairs, literally shivering, just staring down at me like, "What are these sounds coming from outside the window?" So, oh, good. Uh, yeah, well, good stuff. They're terrified. Um, we have a huge show. We got a ton of. There is everything. Well, I mean, what is not going on this weekend? There's what, a what lot major of events? There's a lot. What major about. promotion is it running a big show this weekend? A lot of shows. A lot of shows. I mean, Rich. It's, it's big unbelievable. Shows, so yeah, we're gonna. But I think. So uh, I was, oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, go ahead. I think. I, I mean, the one you know we've got, we've got uh, G1 starting off this weekend. Yep. We've got Dragon we'll Gate Kobe here. World. We've got. WWE Battleground. We've got a million indie shows. I think that there's been one kind of under the radar, underreported story leading into this weekend that I cannot believe. Uh, maybe it's because there's so many important things going on and people just aren't talking about it. But you know, Rich, there, there's one person here. This is the weekend of one particular performer. And I, I can't believe nobody's talking about this. But Missile Assault Ant, I tell you, (laughs) 
this is a big weekend for Missile Assault Ant. As he could be the end. Could be the end for him. He takes on uh, a Silver Ant. Silver Ant, yeah. And uh, Shinron on this huge, huge <laughs> Chikara double shot. Let me tell you, um, this this could be a a life changing weekend for one Missile Assault Ant. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you agree with that? Um, I mean, it's hard to argue. It's not. I mean, there, there's guys that are having huge weekends. You know, Matt Seidel's returning, but yeah, it, it's. This is all one of them stands above them all, and it is missile assault ant for sure. Chikara stinks. Okay, I mean, there's no, there's no way around it. Chikara is just a dreadful. (laughs) We have have like three major events, and we're leading off with Chikara. It's just a dreadful. The living daylights. Terrible product. It's. It stinks. The the people who like Chikara stink, and Chikara stinks, (laughs) and everything about Chikara is just a pile of fucking shit. And it's just, I mean, you look at these cards. They're coming off these horrendous Chicago cards, which you were at one of them. Yeah. Universally and panned. And the people I went with are no longer going to go to any Chicago shows ever. I'm, so. can, let me tell you something. I, and I don't think I will either, I so. cannot wait for Chicago to go back to Chicago because I am convinced that they've killed they the killed town yeah. with those two shows based I on mean, the feedback I, I've seen from everybody. I, I mean, just, I mean, it's super small sample size. It's just the people I was with, but people that I interacted with and I was with, there's four people that will not be coming back the next time they're there, including me, who I don't know. And not only that, so, it was like a who's who of wrestling bloggers that were at these shows. <laughs> and, and these are the shows they put on in front of all these people. Yeah. And, and you know, the, everybody. Word spread, yeah. Everybody trashed the shows. And uh, I'm convinced they killed the town. And then they come back here in New York and, I guess, Boston effectively. I don't know if it's – I think it's Revere, Massachusetts, not technically Boston. Uh, But then they come to New York and Boston here with these two awful lineups. Look, the fact of the matter is you're never going to get a good good lineup. The the, the days of getting a decent lineup out of this company are over. Joe, I I don't know what you're talking about. Are we looking at the same lineup here? Because I believe – you have, as you mentioned, Missile Sultan versus Silver Ant in, in, in what I'm assuming is the main event by the, the rankings I'm looking at here. This four-way elimination tag team match, Joe, it's question mark, question mark, question mark, and question mark, question mark, question mark, versus question mark, and question mark, versus Dr. Cube's posse and the Batiri. Listen, I mean, if, if that doesn't harden the old nipples, I don't know what does, Rich. <laughs> That's a fan. Who are those? And then the Wrecking Crew, which is question mark, and question mark, and question mark, and question mark, against the Spectral Envoy. I mean... Another fantastic. Match. I don't know, man. Uh, it's the it's the the Wrestle One promotional model, um, ex- except with none of the charm, and and you know that the question marks are going to be severe disappointments instead of cool people like you know Daisuke uh, Sekimoto. Um, yep. it, look, it's 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 a pile of trash. Uh, the whole promotion's a pile of trash. I can't even call it wrestling anymore. I don't know it's, what it's, it is, yeah. but it's not wrestling. And, it's like do you, you you go back and look at the old uh, wrestling observers, right? Sure. The old ones. My favorite thing to do, and it was more kind of in the early 90s. It stopped a little bit since um, now that we're into like 1997. But you would look at those like in 1994 and you'd see these little spot indie shows in like some random town. And they would bring in like Tracy Smothers and like Mabel or something like that to the main event. But the matches had like four. There was like four matches on the card. and They were all horrendous. They were all just like 80s guys lumped in with some guy you've never heard of or whatever. That's what these look like. Like, I would go back and laugh at those and be like, what What did this promotion think? Like, what are they doing here? You're with, talking like, about these small local... Yeah, I mean, you'd promotion. see these ones, and I can't even name towns. All they right. were just these random towns. They draw 100, and the main event was Greg Valentine versus, like, <laughs> some guy you've never heard of. And then, you know, Mabel versus someone. It's just like, and then you see this card, and you see, you know, six matches announced, and it's just like, what are you doing here? What, what's going on here? I mean, Icarus... And you're still paying top value. I mean, the pro- that, that's the other thing with Chikara that's very interesting as well, is you're not paying 10 bucks for these. 
you know, I'll go watch. There's cards right by me that I can go and watch, and it's a bunch of no-name guys, and there's six or seven matches. It doesn't really matter, but it's 10 bucks to get in. It's 5 bucks or whatever. You're not paying that for Chikara anymore. I mean, Icarus is main, I- Icarus is main eventing in, in ball. I mean, who wants to watch Icarus wrestle, period, let alone in the main event? Ugh. I mean, is there anybody more? I don't know. I don't know about you. $25, yeah. Joe, to watch that maybe show, just, the, maybe, the one that we're just listing. Maybe it's just me. I'm, I don't know about you. I mean, there's people like there, – there's certain wrestlers to me that I never want to see again in my life perform. Uh, on that list includes Abyss, uh, Kane, and very high on that list would be Icarus. <laughs> I don't want to see this guy perform ever again. I mean, what is the appeal of this of this of this wrestler? Um, I never stood the understood the appeal years ago. I don't understand the appeal now. I I don't understand. Well, I do understand. He is Shakara, sir. Why he's the face of? I, I kind of do understand why. Because he's, he's of, the guy willing to work for twenty bucks. <laughs> oh well, well, I mean, but but I mean, the guy. I mean, he, he, I just don't get it. I mean, mm-hmm. Icarus, Icarus in your main events. I, yep. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Just promotion. Let me tell you. I mean, I, I, I can't trash it anymore. And I already have, I mean, I, I think it's time we just stop talking about it. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, is this, I think, can we consider this officially the death of it, us ever talking about Shakara ever again? Not, I mean, it's not, there's not worth talking. There's a tons of other indies that are running better shows that we don't talk about. It's not a wrestling. So there's no point in talking I mean, about it's them. It's not a wrestling yet. promotion anymore. No. You know, and there's some people on these shows who, you know, I have some respect for and, and some people that I like and enjoy, but I, it's few and far between at, at this point. And uh, it's just, it's, I, you know, I, 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 I thought it was deplorable what they did last year in a lot of ways. And, and we're not going to get into all that again. And then they, yeah. they come back with this. It's just, it's just shit. I mean, I guess they popped the one big house when they came back and good for them. And, but you know, uh, Chicago didn't exactly do blow away business. And it was definitely less than it was for the tag world. Sure. And significantly less. And and then they give you those awful shows. And I really believe they're going to kill that town. And you're going to make sure to find out next time they're in town, whether you're there or not, uh, to see if the attendance goes down. And, um, you look at these lineups for New York and Boston and I I don't see how they're going to draw anybody except for the kind of people who hang out under overpasses and do scavenger hunts on U street. (laughs) Who else is going to this crap? Our East, our East, East coast con is the correspondent. You, you mentioned that you're trying to get him to go and it's it's not going well. Listen, coming off that, those Chicago disasters, I, you need to know, I want someone from our website in that building to tell me how many people are there and to tell me how these shows go. And uh, I can't get him to go. He, he, you know, he's got nothing to do that day. <laughs> and he looked at the car. He said, I can't, I can't go to this car, Joe. He said, I can't do it. And then look at it. It's, it's utter trash. Where and pay $25 to do right. so. And I'm like, well. I, That's the thing, too. It's not even an impulse. Like, you can't roll up there with five bucks and go, yeah, whatever, you know. It's $25 to watch that show, Joe. There's nothing on this card I want to see. He said, Joe, look. He's like, first of all, if Eddie Kingston is on any wrestling show, that's strike one. But, okay. but, but I can get, I, you know, but he's gotten past the Eddie Kingston thing before and gone to show. That guy must be, a, that guy's a megastar compared to these Chicago there, There's nothing else to see on these shows. Right. I mean, these are bad shows. Um, it's not, like I said, I don't even think it's wrestling anymore. It's, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you would call this. Um, I don't know. I mean, are they going to, you know, six matches in New York? For, are they going to bust out the Pictionary? Are we going to play Pictionary this time? Or is it going to be charades again? Or are we going to thumb wrestle? Are we going to play Duck, Duck, Goose? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, I think Gavin Loudspeaker is going to have a number in mind. And then people are, from the crowd are just going to shout we're gonna play, between one and a hundred of what, what number. Oh, okay. So we're going to play guess the number. Yeah. Or he's going to have like okay. something under his hand and you have to figure out what hand it is. Oh, we'll just go around oh, okay. We're going to play a little three-card three Monty maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's I guess you could play. Is there, a, is there a more childish? I mean, Rob Stryker would know of anybody. But is there any like um, 
Maybe more a child version of Three Card Monty. I guess it all is. Why would Rob Stryker be privy to a child version of Three Card Monty? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, he knows the adult version. Uh, he, Quite well. He knows the adult Probably version. Probably spent $40,000 on the adult version. Of any one, gambling so. uh, endeavor. But um, you're going to get me in trouble. Let's stop talking. So, yeah. uh, did you make that sentence? You never made that Spurs bet, did you? I told you. I know. I was in Vegas. I didn't do it. I didn't bet on anybody because I gave you my reason, though, in the moment. I said yeah. I could put money on the Spurs here to win the title, and it would be a sound investment. And the odds weren't that bad at the time, but I'm not going to sit there and root for the Spurs because I'm sick of watching the Spurs. Yeah. I, okay. It's like I remember. Paint dry, so I wasn't going to sit there and actively root for the Spurs. I couldn't do it. Um, okay. What are we talking about? We got too much stuff to talk about. We're wasting time with Shakara. I think. Okay. I, I. I. Let's wrap it up. Our our, our official end of ever talking about Shakara. I don't think we should ever talk about Shakara again. I agree. It's a waste of time. It's a garbage promotion. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. It's not pro wrestling. Look, if you like Chikara, more power to you. Uh, you know, there, there's certainly different styles of wrestling that, that some people like and some people don't like. If this is your thing, I think you're nuts. Um, I don't understand the appeal anymore at this point. Um, you know, it's a fine line for me between fun and garbage. And they've crossed yeah. that line, and it's just Agreed. it's just garbage. Uh, there's nothing fun about this anymore. Um it's it's so I I don't know I can't I can't I can't sink my teeth into missile assault ant I just can't do it um, or the the Latvian uh, thunder frog oak tree of the Baltic uh, region I can't I can't I can't do it I can't I, you know I can't, I can't do it it just it, it it it's not even creative anymore it's just redundant gimmicks I mean how many, I agree. how many more masked ants and Eastern Bloc European gimmicks can we can we do and it's not even it's not cute. It's not funny. It's just stupid. And, uh, you know, uh, here's hoping um, that about 75 people show up in New York and another 50 people show up in Boston and they send a message. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't know how these shows are going to do. I, 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 I don't know, but um, it's, I, I hope the people speak with their wallets. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, don't go, but so is it. Is this gonna be it? Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Chikara Talk. So this will be it. This is it. Yeah. We're not talking Chikara anymore. It's, it's crap. Yeah, it's out of my. I'm, I'm done looking at the cards. I'm done trying to follow or any. It's, it's over. I don't care. So, the end. Rest in peace. All right. Plenty of other good stuff to talk about that we're very much excited about. Uh, we got plenty. What do you want to do first? We got G1, the battleground. We have Dragon Gate. We didn't have a production meeting, so we're gonna decide now what order we're gonna go in. Well, but that's why we're good, I think, because we can. We're we're we're. Whatever you throw at us, we can do. <laughs> we do it all here. Um, yeah, right. You've got, let's see, you, you came up with a list of your personal 10 most yes. anticipated uh, G1 matches, and you asked me to do the same. But being the rebel that I am, Rich, I do not conform uh, to what I'm told to do. So You were also on the road, too. I, right? I, yeah, actually, I just wasn't, it's okay. wasn't home. But I did, some, I did something else. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're a rebel. Sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm, ru I'm ruining the gimmick. You are, I apologize. You're, you're breaking me here. I, but I did something else, though. Instead of coming Ooh. up with my 10 most anticipated matches from the upcoming G1, I came up with my 10 most anticipated matches of this upcoming weekend. Ah, nice. So, okay, so, I like it. Right, right. So, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I mixed it up here. You know, so, uh, so let's do it this way. Um, let, let's, okay. First of all, which show would you like to start? We, we got Battleground. <laughs> we got, uh, Kobe World, which I think to me is, is the show I'm looking forward to the most. Yo, let's do Kobe World. Let's do that. I feel like you're, you're salivating to talk yeah, about that show. Start. And I am too. It's going to be an awesome show. Let's do that one. So you want to start yeah. with the Dragon Gate? Yeah, I think that's an awesome show. Okay. That needs to be talked about. So we kind of sort of previewed it 
at the end of the last show, or it might have been the week before. I can't even remember anymore. Uh, uh, but when we when we gave the results of the previous eye pay per view, we kind of sort of previewed this show. But I don't think. See, if you want the the best preview of this show, you need to go to the Figure Four uh, yes. uh, Wrestling Observer site and check out the front page article that Alan wrote, because Alan, I thought, nailed it with his preview of the show. He really gave you I'm going to I'm going to put that in the uh, the show post as well cuz yeah, I think that's one you definitely have to seek out. He he, de- he, got he it. definitely gave you the backstory to each match and he gave you the things that you need to look forward to and and he even gave you a little some things to look for if you're not necessarily a big Dragon Gate fan but recognizing that this is their big show of the year and that it's a huge lineup if you do check the show out. What to look for if you, if you're not a fan? Uh something to sink your teeth into, but but top to bottom, I think that uh I, I'd be I'd be very surprised. Look, there's tons of competition. The G1 show is going to be great, but I'd still be very surprised if this wasn't the show that I at least personally enjoy the most this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where you stand on that. Uh, that's my feeling on it. Is probably the farewell to Ustream for Dragon Gate, which is a little scarier than the farewell to Ustream for New Japan. Right, New, New Japan will figure out another method. They'll figure out another method, or the shows will emerge. The Dragon Gate shows, there's still Dragon Gate shows that haven't emerged right. <laughs> from years ago that just never, no one's ever seen them. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's a little different. So it's a little scarier uh, not having you stream for Dragon Gate. But I, I have a feeling they're going to go out with a bang. And uh, actually, the number one match on my most anticipated matches for this weekend is a Dragon Gate match. It's not a G1 match. It's certainly not anything from Battleground. Although I'll tell you what. No, Battleground's a good card. Two, I, two I'm looking battle forward ground, to Battleground. Two Battleground matches did make my top ten. There we go. Okay, good. Um, which is a little surprising um, because I, I disagree with you. I actually think it's a pretty shitty card. Um, but, but two matches did sneak into my top ten. But my most anticipated match, actually by far, of the weekend, and it's not even close, is Shima and Matt Seidel against Ricochet yeah, and Masato it. Yoshino. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much to sink your teeth in. First of all, we get to take a look at Seidel after not after being in the witness protection Almost two program. years. It's been two years I mean, now. Nobody's right? seen this guy wrestle. So right. you want to see what, what, what he, you know, there's a lot of talk about those injured feet, those injured ankles, everything else. Um, personally, it, I think if he knew he couldn't go, I don't think he would work a show like this and embarrass himself. Mm-hmm. He'd probably, I agree. He'd, yeah. he'd wait till he was, was he, cause he knows what he's going to have to do in a match like this on a show like this. Right, being who he is, yeah, he can't just go out there and correct. So he's gonna do the Juice and Thunder Liger, you know, gimmick. He's gotta, he's gotta be Matt Sydal when he's out. There. He's gotta perform, and he knows he has to perform at a high level. So I have a feeling that uh, he is going to perform at a high level, uh, whether he's hurting or not. He's gonna find a way to perform at a high level, and uh, I think it's just gonna be a special match. Um, I, I believe that they're gonna give them enough time um, to do uh, a lot of cool shit. And you've got Ricochet, who is the guy who is in the here and now, who might be the best wrestler in the world at this point. Uh, you've got Masato Yoshino, who, 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 you know, might be, you know, Dragon Gate's most valuable player this year to this point. Yeah. You've got uh, the legendary Shima, who's kind of um, eased into that, you know, the, the icon of the company role, you know, and, and that's kind of his place now. Um, he hasn't reneged on the idea that when he lost that after his long Dreamgate run, you know, he said he was going to back himself off and put himself down the card and, and, and present himself in a different way. And, he, you know, it's only been seven months, but, you know, so far this year, that's been he's held up that end of the bargain. You know, he's 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 in a different position. He's not he's not been a guy who's been pushed. You know, he's been kept special as sort of a like I said, the icon of the company. And, and you're going to see him in spots like this moving forward. 
and you know, and we, and we talked about Seidel's role. So I think it's just an intriguing match. I don't even. There's a lot there. Yeah, there's so many different little variables and guys and stories and within stories that you can kind of look at, and and just like uh, the players too are just incredible because you have Seidel, who we mentioned, is you know he's coming back now to Dragon Gate where he sort of made his big splash uh, back in 2006, I believe was the year. Yeah, 2006, right? Six, seven, somewhere in that area. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. So he's coming back there. We haven't seen him in two years. We have no idea what he looks like. You know, if he's freshened up after those two years or if his ankle injuries are really or his feet are, are really that bad. So there's an intrigue there. You know, as you mentioned, you have Ricochet, who's this year has really cemented himself as one of the top guys in the world and, and continues to do that. As you mentioned, Yoshino is, is the MVP of Dragon Gate for me this year, for a lot of people this year. And he's just been incredible. And then Shima, as you mentioned, is another. He's like this the legendary figure and, and and you're just putting all this into one tag match and, and it's just ricochet always steps up at these kobe worlds you know we've seen the, the double moonsaults from him and these just incredible things like he did last year and the year before that and just overall it's just it, it it's it's one that they've hyped up a lot they're calling it the dream match and i think that's absolutely what it is i think it's it's definitely one that 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 i mean it's it's it'd be i'd be hard pressed to find a better a more anticipated match for me this weekend that, than that that's one. why i have it number one and you know yeah it, i don't i don't know if it's gonna be the best but going exactly. in I'm the most curious on what the hell's going to happen. I, I don't it. think it'll be the best because, right. you know, you've got those three matches, the top three matches on the G1 show, which you're all going to get time, um, which, you know, feature uh, the best of the best in New Japan. And you've got matches on this show. Hey, man, on my top ten for this weekend, I've got five of these Dragon Gate matches. It makes up half yeah. the list. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if it'll be the best, but it, it, it'll, you know, it's, it's definitely, for me, the most anticipated. So, um, you know, the rest of the card, you know, the main event, of course, Yamato defending the Dreamgate against BB Hulk. Huge backstory there, like we talked about last week. Um, Yamato might be the you know most under the radar, you know, uh, wrestler this year in terms of guys who are having tremendous, tremendous years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, this guy's just fantastic. And, you know, the thing about Yamato that 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 really shows how good he is, is that people who despise the Dragon Gate style still think that he's really fucking good. So, um, you know, that tells you all you need to know about how good he is. He transcends a, a, a style that some people don't even like. And, uh, you know, he defends against Hulk here. And to me, you know, I, I d d d again, this is uh, a big time. Now I'm excited about this match. Uh, yeah. You know, with the, with the story. The big baby face turn of, of BB Hulk. He's been getting super over. And, and then there's just a lot of backstory with this, too, which is great. It's, it's that's one thing as well. And, and for people that are a little kind of worried about maybe I'm going to order the show, but I don't know the backstory. You know, I've read Alan's piece. I'm listening to you guys, but I still don't know if I can really sink my teeth into it or that sort of stuff. If you order that show, I'm, I'm content after their videos because they play videos before all the big matches. I am positive, even though you don't know the language, that you will get what the story is and you will get why it's a big deal. Absolutely 100% positive you will. They do, they do a great a job. Tremendous with job with their. I have their, no idea what they're saying at any point, and I know exactly what the story you'll is. You'll know what's so. going on, and, and you'll know for the top five or six. They'll do those videos for the top five or yeah. six matches, and you'll know exactly what's going on in each match and the backstory for each one of them. And each one of them does have a very good back. They've done, I tell you, they've really done a good job building to this card. And, and we knew Dragon Gate was having a good year. Uh, they may be having the best year of any promotion on the planet. We knew they were having a really good year. And uh, it's really culminated with this. And the semifinal for the Twin Gate, Tazawa and Shingo going into this match against T-Hawk and Eita, the Millennials, as really, you have to say, underdogs with the way that the Millennials have had their way with Tazawa. Again, great storytelling there. Tazawa cannot figure out, uh, he cannot solve the Millennials. And he's being presented as the weak link of his team. And Shingo knows it. 
and the millennials know it. And these, these, are, these are vulnerable champions. You know, it's, it's the way the story has been laid out. There's no way the millennials can't win the titles here. So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, you know, Dragon Gate does not typically have predictable booking. In, in almost any other company, obviously, you know, Tazawa and Shingo would retain and Tazawa would. You know, right. They've, they've lost a bunch now. So. Right, right. But you don't, you don't know. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, you have no idea. I really have no feel for who, who, who's. I, I can, it's always very hard to predict these Dragon Gate matches. You know, Tazawa could lose again. Um, you know, that wouldn't shock me at all if he, if he lost clean in the middle. Um, and it wouldn't shock me at all if his side won. I, I really don't know. But they're going to they're, they're gonna tell a good story. I can promise you that. And the match is probably going to be tremendous. So uh, those are your top three matches. The International Dream Tag, uh, the Twin Gate title match, and the Open the Dream Gate. But, I mean, that's that's just scratching the surface on this. Sure, right, that's just the top three. And it's still – And you've got the- It's such a deep card. I mean, even the even – and we talked about it last week. Even the pre-matches. Even the pre-show matches are like that's pretty damn good. Like that's a match I could enjoy. Sure, like, there's a lot of stuff. There's it's incredible. Interesting yeah. stuff in those pre-show matches. Um, you know the Triangle Gate match. You know, you know it's there's no way that's not going to be at minimum very good. You know you got Doi, Cyber Kong, and and KZ against uh, against the the Jimmy team: Genki Horiguchi, Jimmy Susumu, and uh, Mr. QQ, Tanazaki Naoki, Toyonaka Dolphin. I could do that now without even. You're good. You're you. You got I, it. Let me tell you. So you know that that at minimum will be good. And then and then you know, uh, there's another big time match here, which is in my top three most anticipated matches of the weekend, and that's Flamita defending the Brave yeah, Gate against Dragon yeah. Kid. That's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be so good. I mean, and that one doesn't need to be long to be good. No, it's gonna be a sprint, but it doesn't. It matter. should be honestly. Um, you know, I'm a guy who who likes my great matches to be long. But not a match like this. I think a match like this fits very neatly uh, between 12 and 15 minutes. And, you know, similar to that Flamita Jimmy Susumu match that we raved about. And, you know, it's, this is just, you know, this is my number three match of the weekend. And uh, I can't wait. And Flamita, Flamita's having a, a great year as well. He's another guy in Dragon Gate who's just who's having a killer year, you know, just like Ricochet, just like Masato Yoshino, just like Yamato, uh, you know, just like the Millennials. You know, here's another guy, Flamita, who's part of the Millennials, who's, who's having a great year himself and has really uh, put himself uh, on the map with a lot of things he's done this year. So uh, definitely looking forward to that one. And then, like you said, you you let let's let's go all the way to the pre-show matches. I mean, the opening match here, which is a pre-show match, is you've got uh, Sachi Hoko Boy and Katoka and Ryotsu Shimizu, which these are you know, you know Katoka and Shimizu are two young guys with a ton of upside, and you know this is just a three-way match going to open a show. It's going to get six minutes, and I don't even know that they're going to air it necessarily, uh, but I hope they do because you know. These all three of these guys are interesting in their own way as well. I mean, we've talked about it a million times. There's really no drop-off point on this roster. I mean, right. everybody on this roster is at minimum very solid, and that's why up and down the cards, all these these cards are always good-looking cards. And you know, the second pre-show match again. Look, you got uh, two great veterans in Kness and uh, Super Shisha against against UT and Yusuke Santa Maria. You know, two millennial guys, again, with a ton of upside. And, and Yusuke Santa Maria has been another person who's had a fantastic year this year, uh, working with a gimmick that I wasn't sure how well it was going to go over. And, and that might be my, my the best gimmick of the year. Um, just, he's done a great job with that gimmick, to the point you forget it's a man. 
He's so good at that gimmick. You <laughs> yeah, he's forget awesome. it's a man. Um, so I mean, you know that that you know that that could be a good six seven minute match. And, yeah, there'll be some comedy with that. And then uh, uh, the opener, you know, they they're bringing in uh, Jushin Liger for the opener. It's a six man tag. They're billing it as a 15th anniversary special. Now that predates Dragon Gate technically. It goes back to the Toriyaman days, where they're getting that 15th anniversary date. It's uh, Masaki, Mochizuki, Don Fuji, and Gamma against Yuha Nation, Hollywood Stalker, and Jushin Liger. So, um, you know, it's you know, there'll be some comedy with the Stalker, and there's some guys in there who are typically a little higher on the card. But in Dragon Gate, you know, they cycle the guys in and out. So, yeah. And then uh, the last match that we didn't mention at all, Jimmy Konda and Jimmy Kajitura against Mondai Ryu and Punch Tamananga, which normally... With this group of guys, you know, listen, Mondai Ryu might be I, – I, I don't know anybody who's really a big fan of Mondai Ryu. He's the bottom guy in, in Mad Blank. He wears the mask. He does the salt-throwing gimmick. And, uh, you know, Kanda and Kajitora aren't guys who really do a ton for me either in relation to the rest of the roster. But the reason this match is so appealing is because it's sort of the debut of the, – the, the major debut. You know, right. He's been working the, the house shows, obviously, since, since he emerged. But – this will be the major show debut for Punch Tamanaga, and I want to see how he uh, gets over as a heel and what sort of heel mannerisms he has and how he fits in as a heel and how he fits in with Mad Blanky. So there's something to look forward to there, too. There's just, you know, like I said, every match here has a story, especially the last five or six. And, um, you know, to me, I'm, I'm looking forward to this even more than the G1 uh, kickoff show. Yeah, I um, because I like the G one kickoff a lot. I, I really do. But I think this man, this card. I mean, when you look at it, and and the G one. I mean, we're, we're gonna talk about it a little bit. I mean, there, there's a lot of really good stuff, but it's a lot more spread out as we mentioned. So it's a lot. It, it's it's more excitement for the tournament as a whole to get going and get started versus these individual shows. There's a lot of shows that sort of stand out, but the, re, the with this new format and the way they're doing it, there's not one show that for me really stands out as like, oh my god, this is you know this is incredible. Whereas this card, as you mentioned. We're one, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I mean, we're nine matches. And there's two on there that I might even, that I don't love. Like, you know what I mean? Where I still like them. There, there's like the pre-show and the, 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 the Jimmy. Or, yeah, honestly, I could go nine deep and say, yeah, I'm, in, I'm anticipating a certain thing about each one of these nine matches. There's not one match that I'm going to say, ah, damn it. Why is that in there? And, you know? and, there's, and there's about five matches, which could legitimately be great. And that's, yeah, how that's many, the thing. How many shows do you come across during the course of a year? Where there's not a single match on the show where there's where you're not into it at all, and there's four or five matches that look legitimately that could great. easily, yeah, are going to be fighting for match of the year, yeah, even on, even at on, least match of the night for sure. Even on so. some of the you know best shows of the year, there's three, four, five matches that you're just not into at all because there's there's personalities, there's people involved that you don't care about. I mean, this really is has the potential. <laughs> I mean, the third match on the card is the Flamita Dragon Kid. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, think of, that's the third that's the match. Third match like, on the show. I mean, give me a break. I mean, there's, there's, there's what? There's five matches after that. Yeah. There's four matches after that. It is just an incredibly deep show. I mean, it's so hard not to be excited about it. And like you said, the yeah. G1 is more of a, you're excited about the tournament as a whole. You know, it's really the G1 show. Those last three matches are incredible. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure some of the stuff on the undercard will surprise. But really, are you really hyped up for the undercard stuff on that on that G1 show? I mean, are you really hyped up? Shelton Benjamin, Doc Gallows? I can't wait. That's what I mean. Got to see. You know, 
Tenzan Carl Anderson got us. I mean, Yano Suzuki again. <laughs> they couldn't even throw that in the middle. Of the Wait, tour. have they fought before? <laughs> they couldn't even throw that in the middle, in the middle of the tour. So Yano far. versus Suzuki? I mean, yeah, they're, they're kicking it right off. They got to do this. And then the Naito Yujiro, too, which you've seen 10 trillion times, too. But You know, so that's a perfect example. I mean, you know, the, the New Japan show, because of the strength of the top three matches, and I happen to really like the, the Togi Makabe Hiroki Goto match as well. Um, you know, look, it could very well end up being a better show. I'd be, I'd be surprised though, because yeah. I have a feeling for that G1 show, you know, there is some undercard stuff there that has the potential to be flat out bad. And, um, I don't see anything on this Dragon Gate show that has the potential to be bad. No. So there could be a little silly. Some stuff could might be silly, but it's not going to be bad. Yeah, no, nothing where after it's over, you're going to be like, oh, that was so bad. You know, I, I, yeah. I don't I'm not seeing it. And uh, and the other thing is, it, it's sort of a, dis, you know, it, it's not really an apples to apples comparison because this is their this is their. Big this is show it. Yeah, this is the WrestleMania. This is what they yeah. build to. And of course, it's going to be a loaded. Their lineups are always loaded. But of course, the, the, for their biggest show of the year, they're going to have themselves a loaded lineup. So, um yeah, I recommend you know even if you if you're not a big fan, it's at a good time too. Uh, it's it, from what I saw, it's is is it it's Sunday at one a.m. Central, right? One a.m. Central, yes. Yeah. So that's awesome. I mean, Central. that's that's a breeze. One a.m. Central and then uh, eleven p.m. You know, if you live on the West Coast, is very. That's a, yeah. I mean, for, I mean that's, it, that's, it'll be four hours long. Yeah, but, you're gonna be tired at the end, but you can easily. That's not one that you really have to screw up your sleep schedule on a Saturday to. Right, because to, to the next day is so. a Sunday. So you're, you, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's from a Saturday into a Sunday. So you sleep in or, you know, you get tired. You, maybe you go to bed before the last two matches and you watch them the next day. You know, it's, it, but it's definitely a reasonable time for sure. It's not one of these tricky shows like some of these G1 shows I'm dreading because they started at 4 a.m. Yeah. They started at 530 Eastern. It's like, oh yeah. my God, you know, it's like, you know, the sun is coming up as this thing is starting. It's going to be, you know, very difficult to watch live and review and all that, but. Hey, that's why you pay me the big bucks. So I'm gonna exactly, yeah. Go. That's why. That's why the. That's why the, so, the barrel of money comes to. That's right. Um, that's why I, I, they're actually better in the trash can. So that's actually uh, that's not good. <laughs> I've been putting I, the money in your trash can, so that's not I, good. You know, I, it's it's the mystery of the trash cans has still not been solved. Um, has it happened again recently? No, it hasn't because now. Okay, all right. Like a maniac. Oh, because you you have like I a. Have did a, you get one of those? Because they have those little like uh, cameras that you can buy. Electronic stores? Yeah, Did you get one of those? I, 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 I'm the guy on the block now who spray paints his address on the <laughs> because I, I, and and that seems to have deterred them. So, so that's interesting because because then they're using it for a practical use and it's not just stealing it to steal it. You think? No, because then if it, if you had your address on there, I could still steal it if I just felt like stealing your your trash Here's can. Thing, you know what I mean? We don't have a lot of wacky teenagers on the block who. Mm-hmm. You know, would go around and steal trash cans just to steal trash cans. It's it's a very you know all the kids on the block are very young. I, I don't even know how many, not a ton of high school kids at all on this block. This is a very new subdivision, lots of young families. So I didn't suspect that it was just some pranksters uh, all along. I didn't have that suspicion. I think it was just scummy neighbors who didn't want to buy <laughs> they wanted a trash can, right? Yeah. And they're stealing my garbage cans. And the fact that I have my address spray painted on it now. I think has now deterred him. Yeah, because that's no one has stolen it since. If it was some, you know, a car. Uh, yeah, if it was a hoodlum, he, I would take it anyway. Yeah, I don't he's care. Take it. Anyway. He doesn't care if my address is on it because he's taking it and he's throwing it in a ditch somewhere just to fuck with me. But they, but no one has taken it since I spray painted <laughs> the, the address. Mystery, yeah. Uh... Okay, and I can't blame the ex-girlfriend. I've seen people come up with that theory. 
online and in some other places. The tabloids, that's what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because I, I, I can't blame her. The thing is, I never had a bad relationship with it. It was the most amicable breakup you'd ever see in your life. We just looked at each other one day and said, look, this isn't working. And the other one said, yeah, you're right. That's definitely the, And that was it. And we remained friends. So I can't blame her. I don't I, – it, it, not the kind of person any. I just I – don't, I, don't, I don't buy that for one second. And she's not even in the state of Texas anymore. She's gone. So, you know, she – she she left. She's not even in Texas anymore. So I can't I can't even I can't blame. So that theory that people have come up with online, I don't buy that. She did steal my plates. <laughs> You're fine, China. I, I, let me tell you something. This was a nice set of plateware. I bet. Okay? I, when you get a good set, you don't want to lose Listen, it. Listen, this was a nice set of plate. Listen. Good diameter on the on the. Let me, the, let me tell you. The, go ahead. Yeah. Well, does it, it was one of those ones that doesn't get hot. I mean, you put hot food on there and it's good. Listen, you can hold it up and. We broke up a year. We stuff. broke up a year and a half ago. And she didn't come and get all of her shit out of my house until earlier, earlier this week. Even though she didn't live here anymore, she moved out. She was doing her own thing. But all her shit was still here because we were getting along. There was no fighting. And there was no rush for her to get her crap out. I was starting to get a little impatient now. It's been 18 months. But not until she was forced to move back to New Jersey did she finally come and get the rest of her shit. And, you know, we divvied up sort of the, the common items in the home. But, but the big argument was over the plateware. <laughs> she wanted the plates and i'm like oh hold on a second you can't take the plates what am i gonna eat what am i a barbarian i'm just gonna eat with my hands i have to have the plate you can't take the plates she's like well i really want the plates it's a nice plate set you know it's got all the, uh, the serving implement you know when are you gonna host parties you don't need this nice i'm like it's true she's got you on there yeah i, I agree with her actually <laughs> no but i dug my heels in i said hold on a second i'm with her on this. you can't have you I, what am i supposed to do am i supposed to just put put food on the counter like an animal am i so she's like well We'll go. We'll go buy new plates for you. I'm like, look, Aww. this is a whole process. Now I gotta go plate shopping. I'm a busy man. <laughs> yeah, now you're gonna drag me out of the house, and we gotta go, go plate shop. I don't wanna go plate. Why don't you just go buy new plates? You want? You you you're willing to buy me new plates and pay for them? Why don't you just go buy new plates? Why do you want the plates that are five years old? You could go buy nice new plates instead of buying me plates. Okay. So she, I knew she's coming over to get her stuff. Her mother flew down here. They're packing the stuff up. They're, they're packing the U-Haul with the rest of her stuff to go back to New Jersey. All right? She still had a key to the house. She didn't even have a key. She had the garage door opener. Okay? She still had the garage door. She had it for the whole year and a half. You know, like I said, we were getting along. You know? She come over, watch the dogs. It was a very amicable breakup. So she comes over when I'm at work. Now, what I did was I didn't wash dishes for like four days. <laughs> so That's I why you don't deserve the plates. So I'm like, you're not going to get the plates unless – I figure she's not going to go through the trouble of washing the dishes to take the plates. So I'm at work. I come home. I come in. And I know I'm in trouble because as soon as I walk in at the kitchen table, I see new plates in the boxes with receipts laying on top. I'm like, I can't fucking believe it. She stole the fucking plates. You know She washed all the dishes and stole the plates. <laughs> the cabinets are empty. All the plateware is gone. She packed up the plateware and took it. And she went to the store and she bought me new plates, which makes no sense. Why not just buy yourself new plates? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Are these, what, what are these plates? Is there something special about these? Because I'm not getting it. Rich, I don't know a thing about the plates. All I know is I eat off of them. She bought them originally back in the day when we moved into the house. She picked all that crap out. I'm not going out to pick out plates. You know what I mean? What am I? I was probably home watching a game or something. So I don't know nothing about the plates. They must have been some kind of special plates or something. But, the, but I don't understand why a person 
would go through the trouble of going to my I would want new plate. plates. I would want new ones. Why I mean, they're probably old. Right? probably Why stained them with whatever you eat, with, you know, your barbecue sauce or whatever the hell Joe Lanza eats. I don't know what you eat. Yeah, five-year-old Your plates. chicken, your lemon chicken. They're, I mean, they smell like chicken. I'm a and... cook, let me tell you. But these, these are five. <laughs> why would you want the five-year-old plates? And you just go buy new not ones. Not the yeah. new plate. Why would you go buy me the new plates? I like buying new. Like, I love new plates. I don't. I hate the old shitty plates. Well, you'd love mine. I, I got new time. plates here now. I haven't even unpacked okay. them. How are they? I'm so lazy. I haven't even unpacked them yet. I'm unpacking them one at a time when I'm when, when I want to eat a meal. <laughs> and then I wash it off in the sink and I dry it off and then I eat a meal. So I've unpacked like four of the plates. Okay. And, uh, mixing bowls, all kinds of shit. But it's ridiculous to me. Why go spend all that money? Are the receipts out there? I don't know. I she stole my plates. Unbelievable. But the, the trash cans, I I don't suspect okay. that the trash cans were not her. The plates. She That's very interesting. Yeah. Stole the plates. It's ridiculous. But I'm glad. You know, finally, all her stuff is out of the house. That's good because I did have a sticky situation about a month ago, and uh, I brought a you know lady friend over to the house. You know, I I, I you know. Joe Lanza. Yeah, I meet some some ladies. You're a man. You're a male. I'm a man. I'm a single man. I could do what I want. So I, I bring a lady friend over to the house. And what I had forgotten was earlier in the day, I was cleaning out one of the closets and gathering some of the ex-girlfriend's items. And I had them out on the kitchen table there. You walk into the house. But what I had forgotten about is it was like a, it was like a pile of bras. <laughs> so I bring this girl in the house. I didn't go over well today. And the first thing she sees is a well, come on, yeah, I mean, an enormous pile of bras on the kitchen table. I hope she ran away. No, she I hope ran she just away. Ran she out. said, okay. "What is going on?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's a long story. Uh, my ex girlfriend moved out a year and a half ago, and uh, <laughs> and I was, she just stepped out was, so, was, a year and a half ago. I swear to God, we're not together. And I was cleaning out a closet, and I collected this stuff for her, and she's gonna come." get it she's been getting her stuff little by little and she's like i don't know she has this look on her face so then she's um she i bring her into the house you know we get past of the pile of bras we get past that point uh i talk my way out of that even though nothing i said was a lie it just all sounds ridiculous because who keeps their shit at somebody's house for a year and a half so we get past that but then she sees all of the other feminine items around the house <laughs> that have never been like She's like, you've got strawberry candles sitting around. You got. There's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 no. no. And she's like, There's nothing wrong with the Yeah, but her mind was already, her gears were already turning because she saw a That's pile true. of bras okay. on the table. She's like, I know that a woman lives the here. The tampon, the box of tampons was There's a bit like, of a... She's screaming. She's like, I know a woman lives here. I'm like, I swear to you, a woman doesn't live here. I'm like, look, I, I take my phone. I'm like, let's call her. You can ask her if she – she's like, that's weird. I'm like, why is it weird? You can call <laughs> – because I'm not calling your ex-girlfriend to see if she lives here. I'm convinced a woman <laughs> lives here. It may not be her, but there's a woman living – I'm like, ugh. So that, that blew up my spot. I, I was not successful that night. And well, you shouldn't have left the bras on the table. That, that's, I forgot that's about the bras. That's, I totally forgot about the bras. That's... I forgot about the bras. You know, I invited her to go peruse upstairs and look around, you know, which would have been a, probably would have got me in, you know, more trouble because, you know, some of her other clothes and stuff crap was up there. But, I, you know, that that blew up my spot that night, man. Joe Lanza did not mm -hmm. succeed well. in his goal. Uh, with that female on that particular night because that pile of bras. But now I don't have to worry about that anymore. Everything is finally good. gone. All good. Everything is gone. Trash cans are good. Everything My is trash good. can is good. There's no more bras on the kitchen table. And I have new plates. So, um, you know, I guess it worked out. 
Uh, was I wrong about the plates? I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. I, uh, I'm not getting the I'm not getting the plate thing. No, I mean I don't think you deserve them, but I don't really understand why she's so adamant about having that particular set of fiber. I get it if it's like fine china or whatever, and it's like this is my grandmother's china and like like that. I get like that. I totally like. Oh, this has been passed down, you know, five generations or whatever. But if it's just like. You guys went to Ikea and bought a bunch of... Do you guys have Ikeas out there? Well, there was know. a... I mean, there was a bunch of like... Like, where do these come from? Well, where, where see, these... here's the thing. Like, <laughs> Why are we talking about all like the, <laughs> We have so much to talk about. Like the, spending... the crystal champagne flutes. Is that what you call it? A flute? Okay, yes. yes yeah, like yeah, the crystal yeah. champagne flutes and the wine glasses, all that shit. I had no problem with her taking that. You know I don't drink. I, I, I don't need any of that crap. I had no problem with her taking all that. But why like the dinner plates? You know, we're not talking, mm -hmm. like you said, we're not talking about fine china here. We're talking about common dinner plates. Didn't make any sense to me to go buy menu. She want me to come to go buy. I'm like, I don't have time to go plate shopping. Why don't you just leave the <laughs> plates you. here and you go buy your own plates? Why am I involved in the plate shopping? doesn't make any sense. I have plates. You're the one that doesn't have plates. You go buy plates. I don't know. <laughs> so I got new plates now. I'm staring right at them. They're sitting on so the new plates counter. and Joe's trash can's good. So in case anybody was worried yet. So... All right. Maybe we can talk about G1 now. Yeah, that's a perfect segue to, to G1 somehow, but oh boy. What do we do here? What are we doing here? So anyway, yeah, as mentioned. Um, and you know that girl with the, the bras on the table? She, yes. She won't even talk to me, period, anymore. I don't She's blame convinced her. that a woman. That you're, I'm, I'm convinced you're killing yeah. women and, and just like holding their, like, you know, like a Jeffrey Dahmer style. You're just carrying, there's like heads in the fridge and there's so bras everywhere. you say that because one of her comments that night was the bras are on the table. Please don't tell me the heads are in the freezer. I was like, no, you really yeah, misunderstanding. Yeah. I, I understand this looks bad. I'm with her on that. I'm but with I her on that. I swear to God that no woman lives here aside from these two lovely dogs. These are the only females that live in this house. I swear to you. Didn't work. Didn't work. Well, there we go. Anyway, so again, lovely females, perfect transition into the G1. Uh, as mentioned, if you haven't already, make sure to enter our G1 contest. We're winding down. We're going to accept entries and uh, your brackets until the, f uh, the first day. So until the um, night one of G1, uh, you can do it at bit. So it's bit.ly slash V-O-W dash G1 Pick'em, P-I-C-K-E-M. So definitely good. We have 100. Actually, I, I checked. We have 180 people that have joined. I'm shocked that that many people are spending this amount of time. And to hear the strategies of different people as well, they're like, well, I, I booked, you know, and, and I'm not making fun of them. I'm just, I just find it kind of fascinating because I probably did it in half the time that everybody else did where other people are like, all right, so then, well, I, you can't get a zero here. And then I booked this guy and I thought this guy, and they're like, they're like doing these intricate fantasy booking. I'm like, guys, a lot of the matches aren't going to matter. You know what I mean? Like the little like night five Lance Archer dot gallows is probably not going to be like the, the make or break point of the, of the, but it will thing, matter but... for accumulating the points. I agree. So it's cool. It's just, so. it, it, you can't predict what those guys are going to do. Well, let me tell you something. I started, I parody, started yeah. filling this thing out. I got halfway through the second day and I just threw my hands. I'm not even doing it because it's, it's, I can't, my mind <laughs> is not designed. It's hard. To work it's that tough. Way. Even I had trouble doing it. I, I, I got what I did is I, I came up with who I thought was going to win, so I came up with my champion. We can talk about that, too. We can make our kind of predictions there. I don't know if you you have it yet, but I, I sort of had who I had in mind for all the blocks, so I just had to get there at some point. And actually, to believe it or not, I didn't have to alter too many things. I got to the end, and everybody I wanted to be there was there, but the little guys, I have no idea. I mean, like, will Minoru Suzuki have 12 points? Uh, probably not, but he does in my thing, so we're going to go with it. And uh, David Boy Smith, oh, he only has four. I had him with a lot more, I thought. Poor guy. I apologize. You, uh, who's it? There's another weird one that I had like way more points and bad. Well, bad luck. Fowler could get 12 points probably. Um, Haruki Goto 12 points probably not gonna happen there. But 
who knows? Good stuff. It's a different mind. It's a whole different. And to, to people that are still sort of filling it out and are still sort of racking their brains or whatever, I, I appreciate it because it's awesome. But as far as I know, I mean, if you look at kind of the champions, and, and we're going to send out an article that sort of says who everybody predicted, who, you know, based off of your guys, you, you know, sort of like they do for the NCAA tournament. You know, everybody else picked, you know, 56% of people picked this guy to win or whatever, this team to win. You know, where do you fall in that or in upsets and that sort of stuff. The champions and the runners up in the third place, there's, st- there, there's like four or five names that continue to be sort of in there. So you're not, you might not win a ton of points on that. But so I get, you know, so I do get now these little, you know, who's going to win Hurricane Goto versus Lance Archer? I need to, you know, this, that might be the key to you winning the gift cards and, and, and the, the yeah, man. free it's, DVDs it's and all that stuff. So points. You gotta get I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, you know. more power to people. Yeah. Cause I, I, I got to you, I was about night four and I was just like, ah, fuck this shit. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, like whatever, so whatever, 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 whatever. Um, like I don't, I didn't do parody booking at all. Like I have the haves and the have nots. I have guys at the top and then I have Shelton Benjamin. So it's like, why don't you talk about, you made this list of uh, the 10 matches yeah. you're most looking forward to. And I'm looking at your list. And uh, there's some interesting ones here, and I really want to understand. <laughs> there's one I know that you're you you really. I'm really can't scratching understand. my head at a couple of these. I, I, yeah. Now these are not in order, correct? These are just. No, no, these are just kind of no order whatsoever. These are in order of when they're going to when they're going to occur. occur. Yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily. So these are Rich's uh, the ten matches that Rich is uh, most looking forward to in the entire G1 tournament. And uh, do you want to go ahead and give the list? You want yeah, no problem. Yeah, okay. and, and uh, we'll do a little bit more of a, a preview as we go. But yeah, here's the 10 matches I'm looking forward to. This, I thought it was a pretty cool idea. I saw it on the Observer boards, uh, somebody that did this. Um, so again, as I mentioned, this is in order of when they're going to happen, not necessarily how excited I am for each one of them. So uh, I have two from night one. I have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kota Ibushi. And a big reason for this one to me is, we've talked about it a lot, that, that Kota Ibushi, it's time to stop for, you know thinking of him as flippy guy, you know, flippy young guy. He He's... A star now. He, he is getting to that point where he is a big star. They clearly think of him as a big star. So this match has got me very interested because I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be awesome, provided Kotobushi obviously is, is healthy and and all indications are at least from what I've heard. Have you heard any different? He's, that he's okay. Everything I see, he, he took time off. He took time off. He missed the DDT shows, and now he's he's good to go. He's so wrestling. yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's okay. And it's been we don't know if he's good to go, but we, we do know that's true. Yeah. But it's been it's been a while. I, I think he's I think probably we would have too, something yeah. he's, at this point. So he's gonna. But all indications are that he's taking part. So. Yeah. Okay. So no, and, and and I just feel like this one's gonna be good, and I think this is a good moment for. And I I, I picked um obviously I picked Kotobushi in this one because I'm I'm very much anticipating. Uh, actually, no, I picked Tanahashi. I'm lying right now, but it, it's I I'm gonna change that right now. I don't like that pick at all. But <laughs> I'm already repicking my my stuff. But I think it, I I just see this as a big moment for Kotobushi to really take another step up, and it's gonna be a featured match on this card as well. And it, it it's for him to really in my mind take that next leap to being a real star and, and going neck to neck with with a Tanahashi and and provided once I switch this to change it or you know to win this match as well. So th- this one I'm looking forward to. What, what are your thoughts on this one, Tanahashi Ibushi from night one? Well, I noticed that you also have AJ Styles and Okada from night one yes. in your top ten as well. And uh, the only reason I bring that up, I'm not trying to uh, you know uh, jump ahead here, is yeah, no, no it's interesting because um, the most anticipated match for me from night one is Nakamura Shibata. Which yeah, that's a great you, one. Too. You pick the other two, so I, I think that's interesting. Now, the thing with uh, Tanahashi Ibushi, um, you know, I I, I kind of understand why they loaded up the first show with these three big matches right off the bat like this, because um, you really want to come out uh, with a bang. Um, but I sort of wish they would have saved that match for later in the tournament. But you know, that's a nitpick. That's a very minor nitpick. The thing with Styles Okada, 
I think we're going to find out right away. And that's the main event, correct? And it's also... Uh, yes, yeah, that was the main event, yes. AJ Styles' only main event. Now, Okada has to win this match because he's, he hasn't beaten Styles yet. And they can have Okada get a measure of revenge here without winning the title. And also set him up for another title shot down the line. Um, so I would think that Okada has to win. Now, the, the, right. the, the big curiosity thing for me with this match and we'll set the stage for the rest of the tournament is are these G1 matches going to be more or less clean right. or are we going to have the bullet club shenanigans even in the G1? So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to most with the styles Okada match to see if it's overbooked with a bunch of shenanigans. Again, we've talked about this. I couldn't possibly care less if they do bullet club shenanigans on the second match on the show when it's Doc Gallows or, you know, whoever else or your bad luck. Fight. I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me. It really only bothers me in these main events and these big matches. So, um, you know, if, if the Bullet Club wants to run in and save Doc Gallows' ass against Shelton Benjamin, I have no problem with that. I will never complain about stuff on the undercard. But I really, really don't want to see that crap in the main event of the first night of G1. So there's a curiosity factor there for me. And um, those are obviously, you know, the potential to be two really great matches. Uh, but for me on that first night, it's Nakamura Shibata all the way, the one that I'm Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting one. And, and I should preface, like your thing as well, I don't know if I necessarily um, – these shouldn't be matches that I think are going to be really awesome in a lot of ways. There's a lot of them that I'm just I'm interested in or curious about. Like you said, the most anticipated matches you're looking forward sure. to. And I think you hit it on the head with, with the Styles and Okada. I think for me – I want to see that because I think it's going to set the stage for how this thing is going to be booked going forward, how the Bullet Cup is going to be treated during this tournament, how AJ Styles is going to be treated during this tournament, and Okada as well. If Okada just goes in there, decisively wins or whatever, then we kind of have, okay, well, you know what? Okada might, I don't know if he's going to win this thing, but he's going to be a major player in this, and it's going to sort of anticipate. Then you can sort of start saying, okay, is the title going to go back to him, or you know, what's the plans for him? Because he's sort of been cool for a while. If he goes in there and let's say AJ Styles beats him in a minute and, and not necessarily saying that this is going to really dictate the rest of the, the card, but for me, I'm going to have a different mentality after this match. If I see it, if AJ Styles goes in there and, and beats Okada clean or whatever, and then we kind of know, okay, well, they're really hot on, on AJ Styles in my mind. I mean, obviously you, you wouldn't have him go in there and beat Okada clean and, and just act like nothing happened. Or are we going to get a ton of Bullet Club crap? And then that's got me wondering, okay, God, are we going to get, is this whole tournament just going to be filled? Because they're, they're everywhere in this. I mean, half the Bull Club is in this tournament, or all the Bull Clubs in this tournament, and they're taking up half the spots. Is this just going to be every match the Bull Club is going to come in and do their shenanigans or whatever? So, so that's why I'm really anticipating that, because I think it's going to set the stage for a lot of the stuff going forward. Can Okada really lose to Styles again, though? I mean, I know... I, that's what I mean. He can't. I know in I mean, the that, one match, Elgin he, took the fall, yeah. but still, it's... it's. No, he's got to win here. He's got to decisively win as well. I, I, would, I would think so, but... Uh... But you and I sort of, and, and, and I'll dictate that by when I, when I talk about my champion and runners-up and that sort of stuff, we... I think you and I have the same plan for what we want and what the G one's going to accomplish and who's going to, you know, sort of go and what's, what's the, you know, three or four month plan or whatever. I don't know if they share that with me though. That's what I want. I don't know if that's what they want. We'll, we'll, and we'll, that, we'll, for me, it's, it's Nakamura and Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. That's what we've said for a year now is that's the money match, but I don't know. I still think ultimately that's where they're going with this. I think that this AJ Styles thing is just a diversion to kill some time. Mm -hmm. I think Okada eventually beats him for the title. And, uh, I think Nakamura wins this tournament and and faces um, Okada at the at uh, 
at Wrestle Kingdom. I you can't just say at the Dome anymore because then people might confuse it with the G1 final. The Sabu Dome, yeah. So uh, I, I I still say that that's what they're they're building towards, and I still you know I think that Bad Luck Fale beating Nakamura sort of helps that actually, uh, you know, to get that title away from him. And uh, to lead to that, but go carry on with your list though. Let's yes, get to okay. Nothing, nothing um, from night two. Yeah, and, night two, uh, and 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 really quick, if it, night two is, I mean, the main event is Tanahashi Doc Gallo, so that that about tells that's you. That's one night of those fifteen dollars shows if you're buying yes, a la carte. Yeah. So they recognize that that's not, it's not from a big building or anything, and there's really not much on that show. So yeah, so so night two I completely skipped over. Night three I had. Uh, Davey Boy Smith and Shibata. And here's my reason for this. And, and I sort of mentioned it. And, and he's been a kind of a popular pick among uh, people that I'm watching in the predictions and people sort of talking about that. And it's it's Davey Boy Smith. A lot of people are interested in how he's going to be treated during this tournament. And, and I'm of the mindset that he's going to kind of – I don't know if it's going to be a star-making moment. I don't want to say something like that. But I feel like this is a, a, a time for him to really sort of – and I could be completely wrong. And he could have four points at the end, and, and, and we don't know. But to me, I, I, I sense this as just kind of a moment for him to sort of step out a little bit and, and maybe – get a little bit more publicity. And I'm not saying they got to break up the you know, killer elite squad, but just I, I'd be interested in him to see if he can be sort of one of the sleeper stars or a dark horse guy that they sort of book. And, 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 and at the last day, you're kind of like, Oh man, he's sort of still in the running. You know, he, I, he kind of strikes me as that one. I don't know if there's anybody else that really stands out to me as like a, yeah, this is the guy that they might sort of light a, light a fire under during this entire tournament. And the reason I against Shibata too is, is that's just going to be, I mean, come on, that's going to be pretty awesome. Davey boy Smith jr. Was alive very late last year. And I believe he was eliminated on the final night, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, but so, it wasn't 90% of the people. <laughs> yeah, but it was a little different with him, I felt. I felt like it was kind of like they took a baby step with him last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone expected him to, to be in the position he was in last year. So, um, it's an it, it, interesting pick here, this Davey Boy Smith Shibata match. So, I, I think that could be a good, hard hitting match. I like the styles. Yeah, yeah I like the the, the, the styles seem to, to fit together pretty nicely. And, and, and that's another one that I don't know necessarily if it's going to be awesome, but I'm really just anticipating what Smith, sort of how they treat him throughout this tournament. It's interesting and, and, because I think the best match on the night two show um, is the Davey Boy Smith uh, Nakamura match. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, interesting stuff for sure. I, I, I actually, I don't even. Night three is good. I like night three a lot. Night three, let's see. Aside from the Shibata, Davy Boy Smith, you've got the Toki yeah, Makabe, Makabe uh, Okada, Okada yeah. the main event. You got uh, Kojima Tanahashi. Kojima's a guy, man, I tell you, people sleep on him. You know, in mm-hmm. a big spot, he always delivers in a big, big spot, always. Um, yeah, it's not a bad show. Uh, you probably like it a little more than me now that I glance over it. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Lance Archer, Carl Anderson's okay. Um, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. What's your next match? All right, my next match, I'm going to go all the way – no, not all the way. I'm going to go to night four and Tanahashi Shibata, and this one speaks for itself. I mean, that it's the main event of night four. We have the background of Tanahashi's book and Yatsume's translations and that sort of stuff that, that Tanahashi doesn't like Shibata. I don't think Shibata really likes Tanahashi. It's the main event of this match. Shibata's always kind of the popular pick. Everybody's sort of wondering when that next step's going to be or when is he going to really get pushed or whatever. I mean, this one's just going to be awesome, I think. I mean, there's just so much. I, I don't know if the match itself's going to be incredible, but there's just a, such a little weird backstory to it that you, you sort of... I mean, they're both professionals, but you're wondering, you know... It, it's just there's, so, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff going in. This. It'll be the first singles match since that sort of feud, that war of words uh, yeah. took place. And, uh, you know, this night four... This is night four, Correct. This, uh, this is night four, yes. This yes, is a sleeper card for me because, you know, you look at this night four lineup. You've got Kota Ibushi versus Ishii um, right before the intermission. 
Then you've got uh, Tetsuya Naito versus AJ Styles, where, you know, uh, Naito has done a good, good job getting good matches out of people this year. So I've got my eye on that one. You've got Okada versus Carl Anderson in the semi, and you've got this Tanahashi Shibata match as the main event. That's a hell of a card. That's a really good card, yeah. Is that, that's a $25 one, correct? I believe it is, yes. I, I would hope so, yeah. <laughs> and if, not, if not, buy that one right now, yeah. Um, Which, by the way, we should mention um, the entire event as well wish we, we you know we we've been talking about it over the week but Ustream obviously will be covering it if you don't know if you've been living under a rock Ustream will be covering it um right now if you buy it before the date exactly is what is it the um the 20th yes. so it's 11 a.m eastern time the 20th you get it for 110 dollars the whole package all the g1 shows uh, if you do it after that it's 160 which isn't still bad but you're obviously gonna want to do the 110 and then obviously 50 bucks i mean yeah i mean it's easy a no-brainer to do it. i mean for 110 bucks that's a hell of a deal. Oh, what a deal this is. I mean, you're getting less than, I mean, I'm not trying to make a sales pitch here, but you're getting these shows for less than 10 bucks a pop. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm not really bullish on the idea that it's going to be better than last year because it's going to be very hard to top last year. Um, but there's no reason it can't be. I mean, it has the potential to be just as good or, or, or even better than last year. And even if it's not as good as last year, it's still a great value. Yeah, last year, the last year, strike last year from the record. That's just forget that. I and mean, we said it at I the mean, time. Just don't know, don't I mean, judge stuff about it. <laughs> it's I mean, just, it's it, not it, fair. It's not, you know, but it, it, there's no reason. I it can tell be, you, yeah. you look at some of these lineups, and, and you know, you can buy them a la carte. I mean, there's a twenty five dollar. And that's I wanted to mention that because we're talking about twenty five and fifteen. That's you can buy them individually as well if you'd like. Yeah. But so if you don't want to, I think sit you're, through you're night just, two. just buy the whole thing. Yeah, just but I mean, if you're not, you know, if you don't want to sit through night two or you know some of the other weaker nights, and you don't want to plop down the one ten, you got to figure it out if you really really like three of the shows and you only want to spend 75 i mean that's a viable option as well and uh you know so you can go that route the one thing i will bring up the loophole with the japanese version of the site where you can go to all- yeah you cannot order the show through the japanese uh version of the site it redirects you to a page to buy the shows individually so what I would do and what I advise a lot of people to do in the past when buying New Japan shows off of Ustream was to put the JP at the end of the URL to go to the Japanese version of the site yeah. instead of the English version of the site. And you can pay in yen instead of dollars. So for the $15 shows, it would you know take a couple cents off or whatever. But for the $25 shows, you save a couple bucks. But when you're talking about spending $110 or $160, you're talking about saving $10, $15 which you know, is a legitimate amount of money, but they've closed that loophole finally. You can't pay in yen anymore. You have to order off the American site. So, um, you know, a little wrench in the plans for some people, but not, not really a big deal. As long as you order before the 20th, yeah. you're going to get these things for 110 bucks. But anyway, uh, moving on. So that was night four. And then uh, you did have two matches from night five. Yes, yeah, two matches from Night 5. And Night 5 is the one that I really, I, I, it's sort of standing out to me just because I think these two matches are big as well, especially the main events. And, and that's these two ones that I'm mentioning here. Uh, Abushi Nakamura, I mean, that speaks for itself. That's, you know, the follow up to last year's G1, which was an, an incredible match, uh, you know, match of the year contender. One, one, of the, one of the best matches I think I've ever seen. And, and easily to me, the best matches of last year's G1. And just, just, just awesome. Just one that we can talk about forever. I mean, we can talk about it right now again. And I would still be as giddy as I was, you know, the night after when we reviewed it or whatever. But yeah, that, that I'm just looking forward to a lot. And then, as you mentioned, uh, it's a guy that you mentioned, Naito, who, who's had a really good year and who's been a great worker all year. He's going in the main event against Okada. And that's, you know, 
that was a match that maybe a year ago we kind of scoffed at or didn't really like, and we weren't really anticipating because Naito wasn't on top of his game. But now we sort of get a, a proper Naito, a Naito who's healthy, who's confident, who's having really good work, and an Okada who obviously is Okada. He doesn't, you know, there's no qualifiers needed for that. But this one, I'm just looking for, those two are awesome. Those are just going to be really good. I have no arguments for you there, buddy. I think those are going to be good matches. And uh, that's not a bad overall show. I wouldn't say it's one of the stronger shows. I don't think it's good as night four or night one, but it's a decent show as well. So two, yeah. two matches. Yeah, you got uh, other matches there. You got Shibata and Benjamin, uh, Goto, Styles, Tanahashi, Bad Luck Fale, uh, Yujiro, Suzuki, Kojima, Davey Boy Smith, and then Tenzan, Lance Archer, and Ishii, Doc Gallows. So yeah, not much else, but that two main events are, are, are pretty good shows. So right there. Uh, night six, going to the next night, I had... Um, Ishii versus Tanahashi, and that's another, similar to Naito, it's another one where Ishii's just had a great year, and I'm really curious, again, how he's sort of treated in this match against, you know, a, a legendary figure like Tanahashi. Here's a guy that, you know, is it a surpassing the torch moment or whatever. I mean, obviously, the G1's not really for that, but it's still, it could be a huge moment. He's in the, uh, it's a main event here. Uh, again, another main event. I, I try to pick ones that weren't all main events, but a lot of these are, I mean, <laughs> and, and that's the thing with this G1. It seems like I'm picking out main events, but a lot of this, hey, you know, the undercard you is, to, man. Listen, you don't have to apologize. I mean, I'm not going to pick Goto Anderson. I'm sorry. You don't have <laughs> like, to apologize. Listen, you don't, if you pick these main events. There's a reason they're the main events of these certain shows. You don't have because to apologize for that. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, that, that's one I'm just, yeah, because Ishii's just had a great year. I mean, we've mentioned him as most outstanding wrestler of the year, obvious contender. And here he is in a main event spot against Tanahashi, against a legend. I mean, it's a big moment for him. He's going to get time, and it's it's it's... You know, hopefully, and I, I have no reason to believe it's not going to be awesome. So two matches jump out at me here. I don't really like this show. Um, Kojima Shibata, but you know, it's before the intermission. It's the fourth match in the show, uh, so there's a lot of question marks there. But that has some potential. Uh, maybe it'll just be short and violent, which could be a good thing. And then, of course, the match you mentioned. But another one that jumps out at me is uh, eighth match on the show. You know, Tenzon against AJ Styles. <laughs> AJ's got his work cut out How's for him that there. Work? I, I can't fathom. I can't play that match in my you know, head. I, I Tenzon, you know, poor Tenzon. He might not even, you know, that match might not even happen <laughs> by that point in time. Uh, but uh, I don't know, man. Styles has his work cut out for him there. But yeah, that's get his working boots on for that. So you night, got so. you got three matches left now. You have nothing from nights seven and eight, right? Oh. No, I had nothing. Uh, you have uh, the main event night seven is is Nakamura Ishii, which is is good. I mean, for the for the purposes of not just listing, I mean, I could have listed probably forty matches I mean, that I'm anticipating. Top ten, but I didn't add, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta you gotta show you gotta let some off. And, but I mean, other than night seven, I mean that that main event Nakamura Ishii is good. But man, the sub main event is Nagata and Shibata. It really so it goes, speaks volumes for me. The next night, you didn't have Tanahashi Nakamura in your top ten. No. Those are two big time main events. Nakamura. Yeah, Ishii. we've seen it a lot. Tanahashi <laughs> Nakamura. I've seen it a lot. Been there, done that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's still going to be good, but it's not one that I'm really... How about Night 8? Like how, how about this? How about Night 8, Abushi versus Shibata? That should be pretty good. Unfortunately, Abushi hopefully his concussion's healed by then, because... How about Lance Archer? You might get another one. How about one. Lance Archer, AJ Styles? That that's, a, that's a fun one, too. Two Americans, you know, for its former TNA wrestlers. That could be... That, that could be. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to play that yeah. up the dynamic. You know what? I bet they will. If you they probably will. They, they you hear, yeah, you hear in oh, TNA, TNA. TNA. They all, yeah. all the time, you know, because you know the Japanese people don't realize how horrible TNA is. So unfortunately, somebody has to tell Russo that they actually follow, and so that when you change the title, that they actually know that. But you know, so night. What was that? You've heard that story, right? That whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Sonata. Ah, yeah, you know, I love Japanese. you. Too. They don't know any. They it's, won't know. It's, uh, you know, TNA know. <laughs> is so backwards with that. I even, you know, even with the house shows where they, they have the champions defending titles that they lost already. They have to know that people know that these people lost the titles. You Especially know, in the internet age. 
Of you course. can get by in 1994 and they have the Quebecers win it, you know, on a, on a house show or whatever. And it's okay. You can't do that. You can't I mean, do that on. anymore. <laughs> and to try to force that onto the Japanese where it's that that's just not understanding the people you're doing business with. They still treat this shit seriously. Believe it or not, as crazy as that sounds, they still treat this shit seriously. And uh, you got to understand the culture of the people you're working with. I mean, would it have killed them just to recognize that? Fa- I mean, the American fans would have never known, if anything, you know. So respect the people that you're working with in that whole situation. If people don't know what we're talking about, Sonata lost the X Division title to AJ Styles. But TNA sent him to Japan to work a Wrestle 1 show as the X Division champion against the Great Muta. And Wrestle 1 would not play ball. Isn't that how it went, Rich? And then, yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah, and, um, you know, so, and they just... It's it's just a cultural thing, and 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 they're just they don't, don't understand the culture. The people they're doing business with is crazy. But uh, getting back to the G1, so it was nights. Let's see, seven and eight that you had no matches from the night seven card, with the Nakamura Ishii main event. There's really not much else there. That's no. the that's from Cork and Hall, which is it's surprising to me that they wouldn't. Uh, am I counting this right? That is night seven, correct? Eight one. Yes. Yep. Fourteen. Eight one. Fourteen. Right. Uh, eight one. Let me. See. Nights, uh, you're at night seven, yeah. Nakamura, uh, night seven is a one, yes, correct, yeah, right. So, I'm very surprised that they didn't really give a very good, strong lineup to, to Corican. But the thing is, Corican's gonna have a hot crowd no matter what, so uh, you know, they're probably gonna be able to get away with, with not having the strongest lineup on that show. Uh, the night eight lineup isn't that bad, you know, when you've got Abushi Shibata, you got the Tanahashi Nakamura main event, obviously, and this is Osaka, so you know, the crowd's gonna be on fire for this whole show. And uh, it's not bad up and down the up and down the card. But your next match, and you've got three left, and yes. uh, one of them is from night nine, and it does feature one guy that you have not mentioned yet. So what match is that from night nine? Yes, Hiroki Goto versus Okada, and I don't know why I'm really anticipating this match, but um, I go to I go to he's solid, and, and and especially in these big moments in a, in a main event like this. Sure. To me, he's a guy that can really step it up and, and stand out. And, and and he's a guy that's always seemed like he's been wasted for a while, it, it, it seems like. And this is hopefully an opportunity for him to sort of stand out, get a long, you know, good match in the main event against Okada. So, no, it's one that I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that match, too. I think it'll be a very good match. I'm a big Goto guy. I, I, I like him a lot. Um, interesting there that stands out to me on that night is AJ Styles versus Carl Anderson. Yeah, you know, and obviously Bullet Club versus Bullet Club there. We know that one. That's also leader and sub-leader as well. That's right. So we know that'll have a clean finish. So, uh, <laughs> could they possibly, what if they just constantly interfere in each other and it just never ends? It's just uh, a, yeah. a so, constant fuck finish of just like, uh, like the boxer, the boxer hitting each other. Like nobody knows what to do or like who to help. Like, right. um, Kojima Nakamura is on that card. So, uh, Tanahashi Benjamin is the sub main event. So probably 15 bucks. <laughs> I'm not looking at, I, I can't look at the values, but I can sort of guess with a lot of those night nine, 15 bucks. I'm not looking at it either. Yeah, I'm gonna go on a limb if Tanahashi and, and Benjamin is the uh, the second <laughs> to the last. It's that, it's probably that has the bucks, look and so. feel of a fifteen. Yes, yeah. So okay, so then uh, you've got two more matches <laughs> and they both come from night ten. So tell us what they are. One the of them, first one is ridiculous. Con- the first I'm one very is very confused by one of them. But the first one is morbid curiosity more than anything, and it's Bad Luck Folly versus Davy Boy Smith because that's just two big dudes that I don't know how they're going to work or what they're going to do or if they're going to slap each other, if they're going to punch each other. I mean, I don't like Folly at all. I made that very well known that, that I haven't really been entertained by him. But this match, just it, there's there's just some odd morbid curiosity that I have with this match. I don't know why. It's just like, I it, it's just a I don't know why that matchup stuck out, stuck out to me, but it did. I don't even know what to say. 
Um, <laughs> it's the second match I don't on the know. card. I, you know, Kojima Obushi is an appealing match as the opener. Um, but you had a second match from this card, so go ahead. Yes, I did. Yeah, and that one, I mean, that one stands for itself. The Ichi Shibata. I think everybody's um, looking forward to Ichi and Shibata. I mean, come on. I, I don't have to say anything about that. I mean, I, that, everybody. That, why that's, is that not the main event? Why is Nakamura and Dakiello the main event? Well, you know, Nakamura is uh, uh, one of the three-headed stars of the company. Come on. So, you know, he's the draw. It'd be like, you know, it's he's one of the three-headed monster, yeah, it, yeah. you know, babyface uh, stars of the company. So he's going to main event, you know? And, and it's, it's not a slap in the face. No, no pun know, intended, because those guys are going to slap each other in <laughs> yeah, the face for Ishii and Shibata to be the... Uh, that's just going to be... I mean, we know what we're going to get there. And that's one that I, I mentioned that Nakamura and, and, and Tanahashi have seen a bunch, and I'm kind of good, and I kind of know. But these ones, I mean, I've seen it 10 times now, or however many times they fought in the past year, but it doesn't matter. It's still going to be awesome. I so. like this card, because... This is a really I good I like one. Kojima and Ibushi as the opener. Um... <laughs> my match <laughs> i don't like that match i the, the preface i don't think it's gonna you're be just good. looking just, forward to it for whatever reason i just like what are they they're just gonna I, it's you just gonna be two big dudes right. like they're just gonna be two big dudes you want to see the big hosses beat the shit out of each other sometimes sometimes every once sure, in a while you want to see a big hoss match yeah, right yeah. um okada i mean i picked all these other flipping japanese dudes i want some big hosses to slap each other for a while i don't, I don't know how many flippy dudes are here but i i get what no, you're I know, saying um okada lance archers on that on uh mm-hmm. and it's post intermission which uh bodes well um because i'm a big i'm a big guy you got to look at, at where the matches are placed yeah, on yeah. the card as well um you've got ishi shibata like you mentioned so that's not a bad show aj styles yujiro will be another interesting one yeah again yeah bullet club against bullet club so sure you've got nothing from nights 11 so let's no see. yeah those are your top 10 you want to run those down real quick again and then we'll talk about yeah, no problem. So from night one, I had Tanahashi versus Kota Ibushi. Uh, from night one as well, I had AJ Styles versus Okada. Night three, I had Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus Shibata. Uh, night four, Tanahashi Shibata again. Uh, night five, Ibushi Nakamura. Night five as well, Okada Naito. Uh, night six, Ishii versus Tanahashi. Night nine, Goto versus Okada. Night ten, for some reason, Davey Boy Smith versus Bad Luck Fale. And then night ten as well, Ishii versus Shibata. And yeah, I didn't see anything that really stood so out how to does me this, from so night How does this break down by block? You've got... Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't think to do that. Yeah, let's, let's see. B block. You've only got. You've got nothing. I don't really like the B. I don't block. think you have anything from the B block. No, I got a few. Or, or like purely B, B, uh, B block. You don't have a single um, B block match. No, that can't be true. Look at it. Let's see. Yeah, you may be right. Let's see. No, I got Okada in a bunch. Okay. Yeah. 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 You've got yeah, I got Okada in. I got Okada in two, and then. I got Naito in one as well. Oh, that's Okada and Naito. That's a You've got the three uh, Okada yeah. matches. Yeah, so I got three Okada and I believe that's it on their so own. Seven yeah, and yeah. three. You've got. O- but look at the B block. I mean, there's a reason. No, I understand. <laughs> You've got Okada Styles. You've got Okada Naito. Yeah. You've got Okada Goto. Yeah. And the rest of your matches are all A block. All right, all A block. Yeah. And then uh, let's see, Night Eleven, which you have nothing. The main event is. This, the, this, <laughs> that can't be the real main event. <laughs> oh, I don't think that matches. Oh, that's right. Order. They I, haven't. That's the final night. Right. So they right. don't tip their hand. So we don't know. Because I have Toro Yano and Yujiro as the main event. I don't. But I, yeah, um, what I'm looking at has. I'm going to be. A, I'm not a betting man, but I'm going to bet that that's. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking at Togi Makabe, AJ Stop. But it's just they don't name, They don't want to play their hand. So we don't know what the right. main event's going to be. We could probably figure it out. Um, well, let's hear it. Let's, let's, I, now I want to hear from you a little bit. Let's so I have my A block. 
Oh, no, go ahead. It's, go, it's go, tricky. Go. I'm trying to see how it'll all play out because you can kind of look at those matches. You can always look at the matches from the final mm-hmm. night and kind of figure out where they're going with the booking. Um, but most years, I'm having a lot of trouble doing that this year. It's like I told you off the air. I'm not even confident picking semifinal. I'm having a real hard right. time with this tournament. Uh, to me, it's really hard. Um, you would think that AJ Styles is going to be in the mix going into the final night in that B block. And his opponent is Makabe, who another guy he would think would be in the mix. Okada's opponent, Okada's clearly going to be in the mix. They gave him Minoru Suzuki, which is obviously to make you think that he has a match that he can lose. Because Suzuki has some credibility there. Um, you would think that the Yano-Yujiro match would have nothing to do with anything. Goto Archer, you think Goto would, could be in the mix. Yeah, maybe. Naito but... Anderson, one of those guys or both could be in the mix. That strikes me as one of those matches where the loser's out mm-hmm. and the winner needs a bunch of shit to happen. So it won't be a completely meaningless match. But in reality, we all know it will be. So it seems to me it's going to come down to that Okada-Suzuki match and the Makabe-Styles match. Yeah, I agree. Now, the eight block, clearly Nakamura, Tanahashi, for sure, are going to be in the mix. And if you notice, they gave Nakamura Bad Luck Fale, the guy who just beat him. So the story there is going to be, is Bad Luck Fale going to prevent this guy from moving on? And I think Nakamura would would obviously win that match. Tanahashi... I don't see Tanahashi losing to Davey Boy Smith Jr. Maybe Davey Boy Smith Jr. is in another situation where he's alive mm-hmm. going into that final night. That's 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 what I sort of and I did the same thing you did after you, you know you sort of mentioned that last year as a good strategy is to look at the back and that's sort of where I got the Davey Boy Smith intrigue and I, I sort of went back. I said, well, you know, Tanahashi is probably going to be in the mix. You know, Davey Boy, he's he's against him. That could be a as you mentioned, winner is alive and the loser, you know. So that, that's that that is one of the big reasons why I thought Davey Boy Smith could be. Uh, Kind of a dark horse during the entire tournament. Yeah, but... in in the, right? yeah, yeah, and I'm just assuming that's one they're not going to give Tanahashi a complete throwaway. It's a little scary seeing Kota Ibushi in there with Shelton Benjamin because that would imply mm-hmm. that he's not yeah. in the mix by the end there. Uh, because if he were in the mix, I'm not sure they'd give him such a lay. There's no way he's losing to Shelton Benjamin. Right, right. <laughs> so I, I don't think they'd give him a layup match. No. So that's you know, and. Uh, Nagata Ishii, Nagata's that kind of guy who could hang around to the end, but you don't anticipate making it into the finals at all. So you, you think that maybe Ishii would need that match, and losing to Nagata, I don't think is would be no, viewed that, as no, shameful. No. So that you know, Nagata can knock out Ishii there, mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't know, man. A block's a mess. All I know, here's what I think, Rich. This is all I'm okay. gonna give you. The Joe Lanza special. There we go. Nakamura's winning the damn thing. And okay, that's, that's, that's and, I had the same pick as and well. And I'm, I'm picking Nakamura to win the thing, and um, I'm going to pick him over. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I'll tell you what. I'll make things a little bit interesting for you. I think he beats Okada in the final. I think they give it to you there in the Cebu Dome. Mm, okay. And then they give you the rematch again on the big show, but with Okada as champion this time. You see, what I'm, you see where I'm going with that? Yeah, no, absolutely. With the idea yeah. of, all right, Nakamura beat this guy in the G1 final. Yeah, but now I got the title. And so. now he's got to beat him again, you know, with the right. title at stake. So, and I think that, um, you know, AJ Styles will obviously advance. I, I, But see, that would require Okada. Well, no, it wouldn't because don't they – how do the semifinals work? You cross blocks, correct? You so, – um, no, 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 you don't actually. Um. Or am I wrong? No. You have to cross. They can't. Do they cross blocks or no? 
I don't think they do. No, it's 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 a. Oh no, it's a. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 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 For the semi. So the way yes. So the way it would be is a block one versus b block one, and then a block two versus b block two. That doesn't make any sense. Why would why wouldn't why are the second place finishers facing each other and the first place finishers facing each other? Am I wrong? I think that's how they. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm not telling you you're wrong. It just doesn't make any sense. What would be the advantage of winning your block if you have to face the other block winner? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know. But um, I'm almost positive that's how it is. Right? <laughs> this is a bad time to decide let's look, that. Let's, I think... let's look that up. Okay. Right? Well, I mean, like, yeah. Well, look at like, 2013. A block winner was Tanahashi. B block winner was Naito. What was the final? It was Naito Tanahashi. Hold on. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I fail to believe that that's how it's going to work out. Let me see. 2012. A block winner was Carl Anderson. B block winner was Okada. Main event. <laughs> Okada, Carl Anderson. Yeah, but some of these years they didn't do, they had a different format. Right. So I, I don't know. I As far as I know, they haven't changed it this year, but. Hold on. Fill the dead air, Rich. Yes, okay. Well, hi, everybody. Uh, once we figure out how the hell this tournament works, uh, <laughs> we'll score it properly when you join our pickup tournament. I, I, uh, feel, I, I do not accept that that's the way they're doing it. So I, I okay. have to look this up. And, okay, and no problem. I have to confirm this. Cause... We'll make sure to, you can join us in, in this fun of picking the entire tournament. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash V-O-W dash G-1 Pick'em, E-M, and um, yeah, that'll got 180 people there. We have good prizes from IVPvideos.com. You get a ton of DVDs for free if you if you win this whole shebang. So a lot of good stuff there. And then hopefully in a few moments we'll actually. I'm telling you, man. I think that's how it is. I don't think they're having a semifinal. That's why it's one versus one. Right. So that's where the confusion is lying. I thought they were having a semifinal. No, I don't know if they ever do. They ever. No, but that, well, they have I the thought third because place they, one. No, the third place I one. Thought they, it, it, I thought the reason they expanded it was because they were having a semifinal. Okay. But it appears that they're not having a semifinal. It's just the two. It's just the people mm-hmm. who win the blocks. Okay, I wasn't sure if they changed it. As far as I know, the way we're scoring it is, yeah, it's it's a one versus b one, and then a two versus b two, and then the runner, the loser of the final is second place, and then the the winner of that. Right. The, the so this is where I'm confused. I, okay. I thought you were saying that they're having semi two semifinal matches and then the winners are meeting in a final. No, and no, And if no, they're no, doing no. that, it wouldn't make any sense to have two no, no, it's just whoever... face each other. So then you had me scramble. Like, I don't remember anything like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, the black, winner, the black winners face each other in the finals, though. Right, because there's just a... Right, because they're... Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I never said... Yeah. That's where I was confused. I thought... Okay. You, I thought you were saying that there's semifinals now. Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm thinking that's to myself... That's probably be a better idea, that's honestly. the case... <laughs> Why would they have the block winners facing each other? Oh, I see what you're saying. So why in the first round would they face in the semis? They would right. face each other right well, off the bat. What you're and saying then, yeah. is there's some goofy third place match like like the World Cup did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, why are they even doing that? Mm, I don't know. Because <laughs> you need a third place. Why do you need a third place match? Who, who's going to get the bronze medal? That's very European. That is quite I'm European. Not, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> Joe and, shakes his fist, <laughs> shakes his hot dog at. No, because in in America. Okay. <laughs> you win or you, you don't. You win or you don't. We don't have third place matches. So what you're <laughs> saying is, there's a third place match between the second place finishers and the blocks. Yes, right. Correct. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. 
I mean, who cares? So well, that guy who's going to get the bronze medal. So I'm, I'm, I'm going. Gonna bronze medal. I'm going to go with Nakamura over Okada. Okay, that that's okay. You're going that. I um, and and the thing that I was I sort of wrestled with here is I had an idea of who I thought was going to win. I think in the A block I have the two guys: the, the winner uh, being Nakamura and the runner-up being Tanahashi. Uh, in A block, Nakamura seems we 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 don't have to go over that again. With that, that's obvious why we're picking him. That's what we think is the the overall direction. The B block was a lot different because yeah, I was with you. I thought Okada. I wanted to pick Okada, but then I was saying, do we hold that match off to Wrestle Kingdom? And then when I finished it, I said, yeah, you know, hold it off to Wrestle Kingdom, make that a big deal. I'm gonna have AJ Styles win the block, and that's who I had winning the block was AJ Styles. You look at it a little bit more though, and 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 now that you mentioned, I it, it, it's important that the final is in the Cebu Dome. It's important that that arena needs to be filled sure it can't and and aj styles i mean they're not dumb there they know that he didn't draw he's he's main eventing one show on the entire tour exactly so now that i look at this i'm sort of wondering now maybe sort of second guessing would they book is nakamura versus aj styles enough to sell out that dome i don't think it'd be hard pressed to say i don't think they have a match to sell out the dome but i get the theme of what you're saying is to put a lot of people in that dome Mm mm-hmm you're not going to want to have AJ Styles in the, in the final. Right. Is, is that enough of a, of a story or a match versus Nakamura and Okada, who, we, as we mentioned, is like the super protected match. We've barely seen it. They barely interacted with each other. And this is the match that we sort of said is that next big that's, thing. That's my angle. Here. Does my that angle. make sense now? Because to, to me, I would hold it off to Wrestle Kingdom, but I'm forgetting they got to fill this damn 40,000 seated you know, stadium. Right. For this, so we can't just think of this being the end. Like before, when they would just be in Corican, and it was like, whatever, who cares? You know, they're going to sell out. People are going to love it anyway. But now, or or Tokyo Dome or whatever. And but now you're getting it. You know, as I mentioned, now it's getting a little bit more interesting. Well, I mean, now now there's two cards you have to buy. Sure, and there's only and there's only two guys in that B block who can realistically win it, and that's Okada Mm -hmm. and Styles. Right. So, so it's just what order you put them in. Yeah, to me, it made sense to sort of hold it off. But now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, I don't know if it does. And plus, you know, that, that, that's why I'm picking that final. And I mean, plus yeah. when you consider the way Okada has been booked for the better part of the year, where he's kind of just lost and middling around in the middle of the card. And, um, you know, this would be a, a way to sort of rehab him to get him at least into the finals of this. And um, I, I think the bigger question is who comes out of that A block because there's a lot of potential winners there. I, the fact that Kota Ibushi is facing Benjamin on the final night, though, I can kind of throw him out. Yeah. And it, and I'm not and there's a lot of people saying, well, maybe he lost the junior title to set him up to do big things in the G1. And, you know, that's that is possible. And um, I think Ishii is set up with an opponent on the final night with Nagata. I mean, that's a death sentence because Nagata is the kind of guy who is a perfect spoiler because there's really no shame story wise in losing to Nagata. Yeah. Right. He's the grizzled vet. It's OK. Sure. <laughs> So, you know, really you're coming down to Tanahashi and Nakamura again. And I just think it's a good story where Nakamura is facing Fale on that final night where he's got to get past this monster who crushed his face and and then took his title in order to get into the finals. And then uh, it's like you were just saying, you know, in order, you know, the the best match that they can put together to draw people that don't, it's got to be Nakamura Okada. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going with Nakamura Okada. Okay. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and, I, and I'm picking Nakamura to win it. And I think they, they will do the match again in January. Okay. 
that's yeah the, when you look at it that's 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 definitely probable and I'm, I'm trying to look here uh, real quick to see sort of what we have um and then as i mentioned we're going to do a complete article with, with sort of people's predictions but as far as i'm looking at now let's see who other people sort of have it for the most part of what i've seen it's been sort of the same um guys here we have champion we have okada so here's a quick quick rundown i don't have names attached to us but we have okada nakamura okada okada uh shibata <laughs> Uh, Nakamura, 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 Tanahashi, Nakamura. So th this kind of gives you an idea that there's not not a whole lot of dark horses coming in that people are thinking are going to win. Nakamura, Nakamura, Obushi. We got an Obushi win here. Uh, Nakamura, Nakamura, Okada, Na Shibata, 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 Nakamura. A lot of Shibatas. So you're looking at about based on that sample you just gave me. Yeah, Nakamura. I mean, there, 80, it's, it's, I'm going to go through. Eighty percent Nakamura. Yeah, I'm, let me see if there's one other name that's not. Yeah, here going to the end. Of course, there's a lot. Yeah, Okada, Shibata, Nakamura. Yeah, it's it's just combinations of Shibata and Nakamura, and there's a few Tanahashi's and uh, others in there. But yeah, no, we're we're well. There's we're a, the know, there's we have one AG Styles. I got one AG Styles, I, and that's I tell it. you what, there's a lot of people who think Tanahashi's going to be the guy to eventually knock off Styles. Right, as the 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 patron saint of of New Japan or whatever. Yeah, and and that's yeah. It's plausible. I personally think we're beyond that. Mm -hmm. But it, it's 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 certainly plausible. Um, who do people have coming out of the B block? The B block, yeah, I'm looking here. Uh, as far as do you want winners or, or winners and runners? Is up? it? Po I don't know how you have the spreadsheet set up. Yeah, I can do either. Is it possible? Just is there anyone taking anyone out of the B block other than Styles or Okada? Yeah, here I can check. We haven't put up the uh, the the, um, the formulas yet, but we have one Yujiro pick, uh, like one Goto pick, a Yujiro pick. Yes, I, I believe Yujiro's mom has joined the competition. Wow. Let's see. Let's see who this is. Let me let's publicly shame this man so he. Uh, <laughs> well, I, or he might be a genius by the end of this thing. Uh, I don't know his real name. He just put Sunflower as his name. So. Oh my Sunflower god, picks. that's that's Jado. Ruchiro's <laughs> coming out of that block. I keep telling Archer. I keep telling Archer to, to ruffle through boxes and, and stuff. We need we need the booking sheet. If you could just take a camera pick of this booking sheet, we'd be good. So uh, we have Goto, a few Goto picks. Um, that's really so it. I mean, Goto. yeah, we have one Carl Anderson, one Yano. I, wow. <laughs> not to win it, not to win, to be a no, runner, know, but he's got block. Makabe to win it, but he's got Makabe to win it, which is Makabe over Yano in the final. <laughs> I, I love it. Let's publicly shame this man. That's, like, who like, this is. that's like when you give your girlfriend an NCAA bracket. Yeah. She, and you're like, well, I don't know. And she hands it back to you and she's got like Mercer over NC state in the finals. Yeah. 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 You're like, I don't like, know. Yeah. Thanks for playing, hun. <laughs> that's William Fairchild. That's got a. Uh, I'll assume he's owns the uh, the Yano DVD. All right, <laughs> hey man, listen. Uh, you know, stick your neck out. Hey, you know what? You can't just be. A, I was once. He's hey, listen, be the let one. me tell yeah. you something. I don't know if you're familiar with Death Pools. Yes. Oh yeah. I was a big, big fan of Death. Pools. Scott Hall has been losing me those for for about five years now. So. <laughs> I was a big fan. I used to run these intricate Death Pools. Uh, you know, about ten years ago. Had, oh, we do the one with the NXT that which had that you run. <laughs> well, that one's a little. You know, those aren't. That's not for people actually dying. But, um, <laughs> um, I anyway, I used to run these intricate death pools about a decade ago for big money that involved all sorts of, you know, the the gambling types that I used to roll with and those. Well, that I wouldn't do. I wouldn't include them because they're actually going to go kill them. No, no, listen, is this in New Jersey is, that you did yes, this? Yes, yes. Oh, good. Well, here's oh, where good. the story's yeah. gone. So I used to run these death pools about a decade ago, maybe even more. And uh, you know what you would do is you you you'd pick your ten celebrities that you thought were going to die over the course of the 365 days. And, um, you know, depending, uh, like if, like if, 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 if now, if, if someone on your list died, 
Okay. And they were 80 years old. Okay. Oh, you got certain points based on. You get 20 points because it it okay, go up yeah. to 100. You couldn't take anyone that was 100 or older. Okay. So it kind of it was kind of an advantage to throw some younger people in there. You know, take a shot. You know, because so, if someone's 40, you get big points. Anyone could just throw a bunch of 90 year olds on it. You know what I mean? So it would it would make it uh, more of a challenge. Anyway, this guy had John Denver on his list. Uh, not John Denver, Bob Denver. Who's the singer? Uh, Rocky Mountain High. That's uh, that's John Denver. John right? Denver, right? That's his name. It's a, yeah. John. Why, who's Bob Denver? Oh, who's Den- Bob I, Denver? I'm looking is, up. I'm, I'm going to Google Bob. Bob Denver, Denver right is uh yeah. Bob Denver is a uh, um. What you gonna call it? This is why I'm getting confused. Bob Denver. Oh, he is an Gilligan's old Island, right? Yes. Oh, that's it. Yeah, right, right, right. 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 But anyway, we're talking about John Denver now. Okay? He died in 2005, by the way. So he would have been a good pick as well. But, right, right, right. You know. But John Denver. Okay, this guy had John Denver on his list, and we're all like, "Why the fuck would you have John Denver?" He's like 43 he's at a, the time, he's a right? Guy yeah. in, the, in the prime of his life. He's like 40 something years old. Yeah. What was he? 53. At okay. The time. All right. So a little older. So he's 53 years old. Doesn't have any kind of drug problem or anything like that. Um, seems to live a clean life. And wouldn't you know it, the dude dies in a plane crash mm-hmm. in the Rocky Mountains. <sighs> and this dude racked up points for picking John Denver in his death pool. And uh, I just thought that was <laughs> it. Does he happen to be a pilot or no? Oh, he died as well. He was, so well, I, wasn't he flying his own? Because a pilot died as well, yeah. Or was he? Um, oh, no, he was. You're right. Yeah, he was flying his own. He was flying his own plane. I think he flew it into a mountain or something. Or the, the, it malfunctioned and he crashed into a mountain. And uh, I was just like, wow, you know, that's too creepy. And the guy who had John Denver ended up getting like nine of his ten people died. And he ended up winning the thing. And there were other younger people. On, and it just – it was really creepy. Dude, uh, I don't like and, that at all. Yeah, so that was it for me. I, I got out of the death pool game because that creeped me out a little bit. Because this guy <laughs> had John Denver. And there's no, there was no reason to have John there's Denver. There's no reason John Denver should have died. Yeah, so, that's like – it was like a shocking death when it happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean, his plane engine. You're pulling that out of thin air. Yeah, that's, so, there's no reason. That was for, really to creepy. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm bringing this full circle. Now, who's this gentleman who took Yano and. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he was William Fairchild, was his name. So if Yano and Goats. Let's find out who he is on Twitter so we can. Sure. Shame, so people can shame him. I don't him on think. Twitter. Listen. Or just, pat him on the back when he's right. Oh, no, that's my point here. See, when Yano and Goto get to this final, this man is going to be revered as a genius. And uh, so I'm not going to make fun of him yet because I, th- th- I'm going to call that the John Denver pick because you never know. You know, mm-hmm. if John Denver could fly into a side of a mountain randomly, win this <laughs> guy Toro Yano pool, win the then Toro Yano could win the G1. But the point here is most people are taking Okada out of yeah, that B block yeah. with some AJ Styles smattered in. Some a little bit of AJ in there, yeah, and, including uh, myself. But. Right. A couple of Gotos. So, um, <laughs> And a Makabe. <laughs> no, they, he was Makabe and Yano. Not Goto and Yano. Makabe and Yano. Oh, Makabe and Yano. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Makabe and Yano in, in the finals in the Seibu Dome. <laughs> so, hey, I, you know, it's I'm, – I'm, I'm because of – How many people bought the DVD? I mean, if all those people show up, he's good. Because of John Denver, I'm afraid to mock the guy. I'm, right, yeah. I'm being careful here. You never know who these people are, what kind of assumed names they're using. I don't know. I, I should get back into the death pool thing. They're fun. I mean, that's pretty it's morbid. Very that morbid. Guy. It's very listen. Death pools by nature are very morbid. You can't be a normal person and participate no, no, in a death pool. You're you got to be fucked up, or you. Have we're to always be. yeah, and, and yeah, no, and like literally and figuratively. Like the 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 times that we've always done it is we do it at New Year's. Um, a lot of times, my, me and my guys would kind of hang out at New Year's or whatever, right. and it's 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 at like one a.m. Like we're we're already pretty done, and everyone's just kind of like 
just shouting random stuff. And, and that's when you can really and, – and it doesn't work at all because I'm never good at it. You got to do your research. I'll tell you the key to winning the death. You really have to look it up. Yeah. Who, who's, some, who's some unknown celebrity that's addicted to random drugs exactly. or whatever? You got to know I mean, that You got to find the ones that are battling. You got to find, like, the C-list celebrity. Okay, it hasn't been in the spotlight for a while. Who's battling a terminal illness and it's been underreported? Those are the people. Yeah, like what, what member of Ace of Base has like leukemia that you can try? <laughs> That's exactly what you have to do. And these things would get cut through because you know by the time you see everybody's list, these people hardly qualify as celebrities. You know, have, <laughs> right. it's just a bunch of people who have been you know reported to have some sort of illness. Uh, you know, at some point who are barely qualified. You know, you don't recognize the names. You got to Google them all. But uh, that's how you win a death pool. You know, that's what you got to do. Um, you know, and you got to, and a death pool brings out the worst in people because for years I had Don Knotts on my list. <laughs> You're just rooting for and him. And this fucking guy would not die, Rich. Don it's, it's Knotts. The, I, like I said, I've, I've picked Scott Hall five years now. I, I've, I'm done with it because every year, everyone, I'm always just like, boom, Scott Hall. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, it seems right. Uh, you know, and, and, he, and the fucker won't die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, and then what happened? Is it makes you a terrible person because you're like Don Knotts. Why are you not dead? I don't right. understand how you're still alive. Uh, you look like the Crypt Keeper. You haven't done anything work related in your. How are you still breathing, Don Knotts? Like I saw that E60 Scott Hall, and I was like, I texted him all. I'm like, money in the bank, boys. And then we're three years later, and he's fine. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, he's not fine, but you know. I was always the conservative approach. I would just load up on old people, and I would try to get as many as I could. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That, that, that's the route that I would take. But I'll tell you, man, that Don Knotts was driving me nuts. That guy just refused <laughs> to die. When did he finally die? What, I think he what was your reason for picking him? You just Oh, because he was old? Yeah, just because he was old as shit. You know, he, he, he died uh, 2006, 2006, age 81, died. yeah, of lung cancer. So <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. He's battling lung cancer. He's a cancer. perpetual smoker, yeah. Battling lung cancer. He looked like hell. Okay, he was he was a bad looking seventy five when I was probably picking this dude. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't working, which is always a good sign. You know, he want to take Pat Summerall is another one. I always had Pat Summerall because he was always you know, well. He's a fall down alcoholic. He was, like that. Exactly. He was just you know one crazy. That guy lasted. I he was one of those guys where you hear when he finally died and you assume that he had died five years prior. I was waiting. For him. Like when they're like Pat Summerall's died, I was like, what? What? <laughs> Pat Summerall's still alive? Like I figured he would have drove into a tree. Yeah, you know, he's mm -hmm. a million years old. He's an alcoholic, you know. But see, you see how terrible this makes you feel. Yeah, what, what, this is the worst conversation. I mean, this is what I mean with the dub. This is why I had to stop. I mean, I got guys taking, you know, John Denver. Can you tell me, sir? Here, I, I'm, I'm on Don Knotts' <laughs> Wikipedia for no reason. Sure. Tell me, sir, what is Don Knotts' final role in, in a movie? It could be either made for TV. It was just in a movie. Like his final You're never going to get it. His final role. His final his acting final role. final acting gig yes. for Don yeah. Knotts? Uh, was it television or was it movies? It's uh, was a direct to video. <laughs> oh God, you're really putting me up against the gun here. Direct to video. Um, yes. <laughs> didn't he do? Now this wouldn't be the answer because it's not direct to video, but I'm almost positive he did a couple episodes of Eight Simple Rules. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. With, that is not with the John, with his old friend John Ritter from the Three's Company days. Mm -hmm. But that would have probably been in the earlier part of the decade. Yes, yeah, that was not the final. And it's one. obviously not direct direct to video so i have no clue what was his final air buddies the direct-to-video sequel of air bud <laughs> what a way to go out for a classic classic actor oh, goes out with the direct-to-video air buddies well, well, you know air buddies can't win them all so <laughs> what was his role in air buddies uh he was he voiced the sheriff's deputy's dog sniffer <laughs> she's starving for work at the end of his life you know you know what they say you know it's like 
it's like the Vin Scully thing in baseball and, and Dick Enberg is calling Padre games. These old guys, they don't want to stop working because they're afraid they're going to die if they stop. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of it is that, too. You know, they want to be active. You know, they want to be out there. And if- Uecker, you can add Bob Euchre to the list. That guy's got a multitude. I mean, his limbs are falling off while he's calling Brewers games. But, yeah, he doesn't want to leave. Because yeah, they're afraid that if they the second working, he goes home for two weeks, he's going to, yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's that, that fear. So you got this guy with lung cancer who was looking like hell. <laughs> but he's still doing voiceover work for awful Disney straight-to-video movies. But, okay. There you go. What are we doing here? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to do the Voice of Wrestling Death Pool. Do you think we'll get 180 entries for that? Uh, possibly, yeah. I mean, if we do it, I think... I think we get more than 180 entries from that. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Now, would it have to be a wrestling death pool, or could it be... Uh, it, it's hard. There's not that many wrestlers. I mean, then you have to get into, like... Like, then that's, like, Dave Meltzer territory. We have to know these, like, random... Or then it's, like, really weird because people are picking people who, like, follow us on Twitter. You, right, right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. Colt Cabana would be very upset uh, if, if people started picking him. Oh, yes, it. yes. Colt is very thin-skinned. Very thin-skinned, as we've seen this week. But, but, um, hey, not our problem. <laughs> New controversy that doesn't involve a us. A controversy so. it does not, that definitely does not involve us. Absolutely. So, have at it, people. All right, so that's the end of the because if we were gonna, yes. Because if we were going to take a shot at Cole Cabana... We would just own it. We would just take a shot at Cole Cabana. We just, like, we just started off. We, we started this podcast. And we wouldn't, one that we, we wouldn't put a bullshit disclaimer as a get-out-of-jail-free card if we were going to take a shot at Cole Cabana. We would just take a shot at him. Right. So, you know, we wouldn't, you know, take a blatant shot at the guy and then turn around and say it's just jokes. Didn't you read the disclaimer? No, no, no. That's not how we do things here. We would just take the shot. Yeah, if we're gonna make fun of Chikara, we're just gonna make fun of Chikara. Chikara is shit, so we told you shit. We didn't give you a disclaimer first, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's, that's not why you called. So that's... Right. All right. So you want to get into battleground here? Battleground. Let's do it. Your much anticipated battleground, I think sir. It's a um, show. You like it better than me. I like it. Here's here's where I sort of differ on, on the card a little bit. I like it on paper. If you just sort of, if I didn't know what was going on on TV, and you just sort of walked up to me and said, "Hey, here's this, here's the show this Sunday," I think it's pretty good because I think there's some solid matches on here. I, there's there's a few that really stand out to me, and there's ones that have the potential to be pretty good. And there's ones that have the potential to be really bad. But if you just handed me the paper and said, "Hey, here's the ma- you know, here's here's this lineup. What do you think?" I'd say, "Wow, this is, this is pretty good. This isn't bad." But then I know the stories and I know the backgrounds and I know what they should be doing and some other back end stuff. So really it, it, it's a weird sort of blend where I'm, I, I, I think the card on paper is good, but there's a lot of things that I have a lot of issues with. And maybe we can run this down sort of one by one. But the, the one thing that I'm really just, just completely dumbfounded on and why Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins is happening now. Um, I don't have a major problem with that. So you're, why are you okay with that? Um, you don't think that's a bigger match than it, than it's. It, it, you don't think being. I mean, this is. It's gonna be. It's. It's not even gonna be even the main event. It's not gonna be the sub main event. It's not gonna be anything near there. It's gonna probably be the third or fourth most publicized match on this card. And you can tell from the, the TV as well that it was barely a blip. It had no part to do in the main event whatsoever. So they're not building that one up as being a big deal. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not necessarily defending it, but I kind of am resigned to the fact of how they do things. Okay. Their four, their fatal four-way main event for the championship involves John Cena, Kane, and Randy Orton, and the hand-picked future John Cena, Roman Reigns. Um, this is a company that's very, very, very slow 
to elevate people. Um, so I, I, I can kind of see why Ambrose and Rollins have an issue now. So what, what are they saving it for? In their, see, they're viewing these two guys differently than you are. I guess. But the crowd's not. I mean, that, that's another thing, too. This is, I, 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 I would have hoped that they would hear the, the – the, you know, because we had – the, whatever the hell. What the hell was that goddamn pay-per-view that we just had? Here's a, what was that thing? Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Yeah, the Money in the Bank, where, where Ambrose comes and the crowd goes insane, and everybody's anticipating it. And, and I'll let you t- say your part, and then there's something I have a little bit of a disagreement sure, with. But, sure. but go ahead. But go the ahead. thing is, if you sat down at a table – with the people who make these with trip with uh, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Kevin Dunn, whoever, okay, if you sit down at a table with them and have the same conversation, they're gonna look at you like you're nuts, and they're gonna say, "Who cares? Those guys are mid carders coming up the card. The Demon Kane and Randy Orton is where it's at. Those guys are stars." Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what they're gonna tell you. They really believe that. They really think people care about Randy Orton and Kane. They, but they, they honestly believe that. You know, a lot of people think that this company is just, just likes to troll the fan. No. They think those guys are what people want to see. Um, you know, we've seen them ignore crowd reactions before. How many times over the – I mean, constantly, they constantly ignore crowd reactions. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, they're not ready for those guys to ascend up the card yet. So it doesn't matter how the crowds react. They're not going to ascend them up the card yet. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, of course they're going to do it now. We just had the split of the shield, and these guys have had issues. And, you know, they didn't go right to it. We've got a couple of pay-per-views. Um, it's like if they don't do this match now, when, you know, they're never going to do it because the, the issue is now. The, the, the issue between these two guys is right now. So I'm just I'm just giving you the, from the perspective yeah, no, that, I, I, that the company is looking at it. Um, they, you know, it's all about Roman Reigns right now. It's not about Dean Ambrose. No matter how the crowds react, it's all about Roman Reigns right now. So you know, I I I, I don't know. I'm just I, I don't know. look. I want to see Ambrose versus Rollins. So I don't really you know. I I see where you're coming from, but it doesn't really bother me that they're doing it now. The thing that really that really bothers me, and, and and just when you sort of look at it, is that we have you mentioned that the breakup happened, you know, what two months ago or whatever, something like that. The the fact that the shield, why did you protect the shield for so long that it make this such a big deal, and that the shield is together and we're brothers and this sort of stuff, and now they break up, and it's just a second thought. I mean, this was the this is a stable that we mentioned was the most protected. I mean, they have not protected the stable this well in years. Decades, almost. You could go for WWE. It's been forever since they've done it. Evolution, maybe in the early 2000s, was the nearest one that was even close to how the Shield was. And now they break up. And obviously, the the the, the key point to me, yeah, obviously you, you mentioned the propelling of, of Roman Reigns is what the real big deal was supposed to be. But that's been largely force-fed in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying I don't like it. it, it it's whatever. But that sort of that could have been done with or without the Shield sort of breaking up. In my mind, they could have just. But the big part of the Shield breaking up was was Ambrose and Rollins. Ambrose is the one that took it the hardest. In storyline-wise, and Rollins is the one that orchestrated or whatever. Roman Reigns has kind of said, ah, whatever, I don't care anymore, whatever. Ambrose is the one that really cares. It just seems like we're just kind of putting it on a meaningless pay-per-view that no one cares about. And and all these are sort of the same way. But this, to me, I just, I think you have a lot more here. Where if you really build it up, I think if you had to go to SummerSlam, and if you had people, because people mentioned that on Twitter, the same thing you said. The, the, the argument is now, so how do you prolong this? 
Well, it's not that hard to let a feud go for a little bit without these two guys fighting every single time. It's it's you don't have to have the same guys fight each other. It's the same it's the same issue we have with everything where the IC champion doesn't have to lose to the world title or the world champion all the time. You just don't have to have these guys. You're booking the shit. You don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Where you can just literally have Dean Ambrose say, you know, I want to face Roman Reigns. And Roman the other thing too is Rollins is he's a part of the authority. So the authority doesn't have to book a match with Ambrose and Rollins. Rollins can say, no, I don't want to face that guy or whatever. He's crazy. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I don't know what he's going to do to me. And Ambrose just continues to say, no, give me that match. Give me that match. I want to fight. You know, I want to face him. And there's no reason for the authority to book Rollins in that if he doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's the same deal with, with, we have this authority that, that apparently protects their guys like no other, but at the same time, they put Roman Reigns in a title match even though he drugged or made Stephanie vomit or whatever. And it's the same thing with this, that, that, that I just, I don't get that logic that Rollins is clearly scared of Ambrose. He's scared of what he's going to do. He's sick of him and, and this sort of stuff. So why would you book him and just, you, you know what I mean? There, there's, uh, you've, there's a logic you've, gap in you've that. You've convinced me. There's a logic gap in that because this guy could, think about how cool it, it, it would was be also that, a, that you can go you two can months. Take it for, of, even at Money in the Bank, why did they put Ambrose in the match. I mean, just because Seth Rollins asked for him. Because Seth Rollins told him. It's... Yeah, he said, put him in the match. And then that's fine. He's with the authority. He's protected of the authority. That guy can book on the fly. Rollins can book whoever the hell he wants to face. He can say, you know, I want to face Santino. Well, wasn't you know, the idea I want to face here, this guy. Well, you know, wasn't it's... the idea that they attacked Ambrose on Raw to weaken him up so Rollins could have some easy pickings on the pay-per-view? I get Yeah, I guess. But I but... mean, you're right. You're right, though. It's their company. Look, Talking about the real uh, creative team now, not the the storyline um, authority. You're right, though. They're 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 the ones booking the company. They could put it off. <laughs> they, they, you know, like we we always say that. Well, I mean, they're fighting now, so they got to fight now. No, they. I mean, like, yeah. like I told people, you you remember that the the, the awesome January 1987 primetime wrestling match between Hogan and Andre. Oh, you're right. You know, no, because they said, "Fuck, this is a big deal. Let's make it happen at WrestleMania." And that could just be me overrating this match. I think it could, but I think you protected the Shield for so long, and you, you this breakup is the big part of this breakup is these two guys, and I think the fans clearly care about it. You've clearly done a great job of making fans feel true anger towards Rollins and true sympathy towards Ambrose, and now they're just going to kind of yeah, okay, here it's it's this match here, give it ten minutes, and then yeah, they'll fight again at SummerSlam. It's going to be a big deal, but you know, it's just like no, I mean, just protect your matches. It's just. It's the same stuff that we go into every single – and if it, I get it. If you want to rush it to this, if you want it to be on Battleground, whatever, it was a non-factor in the build. They mentioned it on WWE.com is how they – No, you're right. You're right. And it's, They it's, said, oh, Ambrose and Rollins are going to face each it's other. It's a throwaway oh, show. I mean – It's a come they're, on. They're, they're biding their time until SummerSlam. It's a throwaway show on top of that. Um, I will say this. I think in hindsight, they turned the right guy heel. I think the easy thing to do would have been – Seth Rollins to be the baby face due to his offensive style and all those arguments. And Dean Ambrose is more of a natural heel, you know, some would say, but in hindsight, I think they went the right direction with this Mm -hmm. because I think Dean Ambrose truly has something that you can't put your finger on and he's getting over. And, um, you know, I, 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 I don't think Rollins is a good heel, but I don't really care because Ambrose is such a good fit. Yeah, I think, I, I think okay. Rollins was resigned to his fate of maybe an upper mid-card guy, mm-hmm. regardless of which way they went with him. But I think there's really something there with Ambrose. And um, I really, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going all the way with this Roman Reigns thing. And, uh, you know, regardless of how, 
well Reigns gets over or not, and I do believe that he will, um, I think eventually Dean Ambrose is going to be – they're not going to be able to contain him and keep him down. And I do think he's going to be an enormous star. And um, I, you see that sort of festering already. And really the only thing that can stop that from happening is if they get annoyed that it starts to happen before they want it to happen. Right, and then which we all he know, becomes Cesaro. <laughs> which we all know makes no sense. And for years and years and years, when wrestling promoters were surprised by guys, you know, catching on, they would just go with it because the idea is to make money. Um, but this weird fucking company um, have you know the, this weird cast system and these weird rules, and sometimes it's a negative to get over before you're quote unquote supposed to. And I really think that's the only roadblock for this guy. Um, he connects with the people on, in a way that very, very few people do. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns connects with the people in a very traditional way, uh, especially for that company. He's good looking. He's big. Um, you know, he's he's the embodiment of everything they've always pushed forever. And Dean Ambrose is none of those things. But he connects with the people in such a way that's so different than the way everybody else connects. Yeah. It's, it's like he's got that Brian Pillman thing going, but he's also got a bit of Stone Cold in him in, in, in the sense that... He seems like a genuine person, too. I think that's there's a, there's a nice connect there that a lot of people, and I've heard even casual fans just say, I, I like when that guy talks. Like I really just I, He doesn't seem like a cartoon character. He seems yeah, like a human. He's so yeah. much different than everybody else. Right. Um, you know... I, I don't I want them to stop going overboard with the subtlety hammer with the lunatic fringe thing. I think that's kind of counterproductive. Just let it happen. Let him become what he's going to become. Right. Stop pounding it over our heads that he's like unstable. We get it. We're not stupid. We see that this character is a little different. We see that he's unpredictable. You don't have to keep telling us. And that's the one thing I really hate about this company. <laughs> and, and we talk about it all the time. It just it drives me nuts. The moneymaker, the moneymaker, the moneymaker. Did you watch Raw with the Miz match? God, they said moneymaker like... 30 times to let you know that his gimmick is, that his face is his moneymaker. I mean, we get it. Every other word. Oh, the moneymaker. Oh, the moneymaker. Oh, it's like, oh, my God. Okay. No, like... We understand. We're not, you know, give us more credit than that. Yeah. But um, he connects in such a way which is unique. And, and, and this is a business that's always been about, you know, people being unique and that, and that being a very important, a very important part of getting over. And the, the connection is just huge. I mean, you, you mentioned that, too. It's just so weird that this company just goes out of its way to when the fans connect with somebody, they sort of say, no, stop doing that. I mean, the, what, the classic example is Masawa, right? Of a guy who and, and, and Meltzer will tell the story is the day of they it wasn't sure that Masawa was going to win. And then he said, everyone's wearing Masawa jerseys and or, or, or shirts and everyone's chanting him. And they said, fuck it, go with it. They changed the booking that day. Right. Based said, on fuck the it. And this guy ended up being the biggest star they've ever had. And, and Okada was the same deal too. Jado and Gato. Just, that one was a little bit different. No, I don't know if the crowd really they, reacted. That was just like, they rolled, it, the, let's try they it. rolled like, the dice with the guy because he got, he had a horrible match at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and when yeah. he came out to face off a Tanahashi, the people booed because they were like, why is this fucking bum the next challenger? Right. A new beginning. And then he got over in the match. He had a great match and won the title. That one was different. But yeah, like the Masawa thing, they changed the booking that day based on the feel of the crowd. Yeah, and then he was a star for the next <laughs> 20 years. And it's a... like the WWE, 
and look, they would never do that. No. You know, it, it, it's it, it's uh, again. I think Roman Reigns is going to get over. But even if he if Roman Reigns didn't get over, they would not stop this train. Because it's they, not going to matter. Yeah, he it's not is matter. the guy, and it's going to go one of two ways. He's going to get over and be a big star, which is what I think will happen. Or he's not going to get over to that level, but he's going to be the next Randy Orton, where they're going to treat him like he's at that level for the next 10 years, even if he doesn't get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's his future. Those are the only two roads. There's no other road for him. They're not going to give up on him and banish him to the mid-card. This is full steam ahead. You're getting Roman Reigns on the top of your cards for the next 10 years, regardless of how over he gets. It was the same. He's very similar to Randy Orton in that respect, where you knew you were getting Orton no matter what. And Orton, to me, and you wrote the shit. You did the research and wrote, wrote a big article about it. Randy mm-hmm. Orton never became a big star. They've just no. been telling you he's a big star. Right. His, the, his, the only times he ever drew well is when The Undertaker and Edge were in the main event. He's never been a big star. And he was the sub-main event, or he wrestled with those two. But the second those guys have left, ever since then, he's every match, he's, or every big pay-per-view he's been it, on has been, has drew worse. Either than, does than, worse, or at best, yeah. does the status quo for the No, He doesn't pop a number ever. ever. There's never a big You've number. He's done the yeah. research, he's never popped a number. The guy, he's never been a big star. They're just, they did, but they're convinced that he is, and they've been telling you that he's a big star for the last decade. That's where Roman Reigns is going. At, at his bottom level is Randy Orton, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Because they're going to tell you this guy's a star for the next decade, whether he gets to that point or not. And I personally believe that he'll get there. Um, but I also believe that Dean Ambrose won't be denied. I think there's just a special connection he has mm-hmm. with the people. He knows how to connect with the crowds in a different way, which is so important because that, the reactions are. Yeah. That's and, why and that's... I say he has some Stone Cold in him because Stone Cold came in and he connected with crowds on a completely different way than people. Right. There was just this weird feeling in and the crowds just reacted in a weird right. way. Yeah. It's... For that era, he was connecting on a completely different way with crowds than other people were. He was never going to be the smiley baby face hero. And he was different, and that's why he connected. And Ambrose has this weird thing about him, which is why I say, in hindsight, I really believe they did the right thing yeah, with, with Rollins being the heel. And I think Rollins is a great guy to have on a roster. And I know that there's a lot of people that really like Rollins. I really like Rollins. But I can't see him ascending to the same level as Ambrose. Reigns. No, no, not at all. Now, I'd rather see – I'll watch, listen – I will watch the worst Seth Rollins match over anything Roman Reigns ever does. I don't like Roman Reigns. He does nothing for me. Nothing for me. I'm not a guy who cares about uh, necessarily all that much about what kind of charisma you have. Because if you don't deliver in the ring, I don't give a shit. I'm, I, that, I'll argue he doesn't have his all that much anyway. He's The way they're booking it, he's also turned into the sort of I don't give a shit babyface, the John Cena role where it's just like nothing bothers me whatsoever. Well, you know, that could be the direction they're giving him. And that's and it, oh no, it is. It, it clearly is. And I just that I, I don't I just can't connect with that. Well, it's one just, thing that bothers me about if you don't care, why the hell do I care? Is I don't think he's even going to have a chance to grow into being a great worker. Which believe no, we're already done. It's, it's balls to the wall. That's right not, now. not yeah. their concern. I know they don't care. As long as he becomes a good enough WWE style worker, that really is all that matters. And nerds like us, it's it's just tough shit. We're going to have to deal with it for the next ten years. But from our perspective. For people who enjoy great wrestling matches, 
he's not even going to have a chance to develop into being a great worker because he's already fallen into the pattern of the th- of of every match just being built to those three signature moves, and there's nothing else there with this guy. And I think that now that he's on that path to becoming a superstar, a legitimate big time main event player, where is his impetus to? Where's his motivation? They've already, they're buying into him already. Yeah. So, you know, all he has to do is go in there and make sure he hits his apron drop kick and does his little spear and does a little Superman punch. And as long as the people pop for that, You're gonna he's go. going to get praised in the back because that's what they want out of you. That's not what me or you want out of a main event match. And I'm not saying that's what they should want out of a main It's not. That's fine. But he's never going to develop. This is why I'm upset that this guy is getting the rocket pack because he's never going to work for me. He's never going to work for what I want to see out of a wrestling match. But this company never gives me what I want. Yeah, you don't matter. (laughs) And I understand that, which is why I go through hot and cold with WWE. 2013, I was pretty hot on WWE. Other years, I was so cold that I barely paid attention because most of the time, 90% of the time, they're not going to give me what I want. They've never been – they haven't been the company that I wanted them to be since I was 11 years old, and I understand that. So I don't think he's ever going to develop into a, a great worker for nerds like us. Right. But – because he's already falling into those bad patterns. And, uh, you know, the match versus Rusev on SmackDown was another embarrassing singles match for the guy. And um, Which, and, and again, I'm talking about my, like – for God's sakes, why don't you protect these matches a little bit? Why did that match happen? That's another match that never needed to happen. I could live there. Why did that? I mean, you booked this shit. It's your stuff. It's, you can, it's a, because I'm going to tell you why right now. You don't. Have, he had just, face-offs. Uh, he had face-offs on Raw with John Cena, Triple H, fa- on either Raw or pay-per-views, with Cena, Triple H, and Rusev. Designed face-offs. Designed to get crowd pops. He had them with all three of those guys. Which one got the biggest pop by far? Yep. The Rusev face-off. Yep, Rusev. The Battle Royal on Raw. The Triple H face-off on the pay-per-view got That was crickets, nothing. yeah. <laughs> they did a second one with Triple H that got nothing. Okay? The one with Cena was the plant seeds for way down the line. That got kind of a tepid reaction. People went nuts for the Rusev face-off. So, but here's the thing. That didn't matter. Clearly, that this is what I'm saying before. Like, they're going to just force their hand no matter what. Some, you know, a normal booker would take a look at that and say, wow, that's the match we got to build to now. People clearly wanted to see these two guys. Right, right. Or let's do it again in another town and see if that, you know what I mean? Or, but they're clearly going, they're, they're, they're going to give you Roman Reigns Triple H at some point because Triple H is convinced that he's got to be the one to put him over. And I think that Triple H. He's been putting people over the last couple of years because I think he might have it in his head. For all those years, he heard how he was the glass ceiling and how no one could get past his level on the card. I think, whether he admits it or not, that may have gotten to him a little bit. So now he's spending this portion of his career going out of his way to put people over. And I really think he wants to be the one to have that big match. with. But the thing is, no one cares. Right. It, that, those face-offs were flat. You know, Reigns, Cena, that'll be a big match at some point. But get back to this, to them, they weren't giving away that match because that's not... That's not a giveaway, yeah. To them, it's not. To them, it's just, you know, you know. But the thing is, my whole thing is, my fear was Reigns was just going to pin him, and that would have killed Rusev, all of his momentum, 
but at least they gave you the screwy finish, which shows you that they do have some sort of plan for Rusev, which they absolutely should, because they've protected him so well that you can draw. That why screw it? Right, yeah. you can draw some money. Look, I don't. Long term, I have no idea what they can do with this guy. But I know that short term, there's money to be made on this guy because they protected him so well, and the crowds clearly believe he's a badass, and they've clearly bought into Rusev. So it's so stupid to do that match, but at least they did the, the screwy finish. But my point is, it was a shit match, and some of that was right. on Rusev too. Some of it, it was. I blame the structure of the match. Number one, I hated the structure of that match. Number two. Roman Reigns just is not in a position. He cannot have good singles matches. Until he convinces me otherwise, I'm going to beat that drum until he has one. He's never had a singles match that I've ever liked. I don't think he's capable of it. And number three, Rusev was not good in that match as far as working within the structure. Yeah, they, they both was. need a little. Yeah, well, he needs. He still needs to be having those those five-minute matches for right now. Sure. He should still just be killing. And my whole thing <laughs> was... He, they should have the match should have been built around Rusev absolutely killing Roman Reigns in the first five minutes to make it look like they were doing another. Oh my yeah. God, he's gonna squash Roman Reigns and then have Reigns make the big time babyface Superman comeback and then do your bullshit finish. You know what I mean? And then have Lana right, right, interfere right. or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Instead of Roman Reigns dominating the early portion, throwing Rusev out of the ring, and you know that's the cue for the commercial. They did like your typical WWE TV match. You're right. You can fall asleep and know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, you know? And then they come back from commercial, and Rusev takes control, puts him <laughs> in the rest hole. It's like, ugh, ugh. I was just, the whole thing, I'm just, ugh. You know, I'm making this face, and I'm like... And, and, and people sort of, uh, people had the similar reaction. They said, well, it's just on SmackDown. Who cares? It's just like, I don't, you don't have to do it. You're booking this shit. It's like, it you know? like, right. You're, uh, I agree. It is worthless. You should not make the first match between two guys that could draw money worthless. The end. That's, it's not that hard to figure out. I mean, it's worked. And it, it must be these, you mentioned these WWE people who just, who think like they, that, that apparently there hasn't been other wrestling promotions for hundreds of years that did things the exact opposite that they're doing it. No, they're the only right ones. Right. That's, you know what I mean? We're, no, it, who cares? It's not SmackDown. Exactly. Well, no, it does. It does matter. No matter because how I, as successful I said, WWE has been, and no one will take away that they're the most successful wrestling promotion ever, and that Vince McMahon is the greatest. It doesn't mean they're always right. It doesn't mean they don't make mistakes. They make tons of mistakes. They do a lot of stupid shit. They've just done less stupid shit than the people that are out of business. Financially. They've done less <laughs> bigger, pic, big picture stupid shit. Right. You know, but that doesn't mean that they're flawless and they never do it. You know, and th there's these people who have that mindset that, you know, that they, they, they can do no wrong. And there's ah, no big deal. You know, it's you know, but, but they they make mistakes all the time. They do a lot of dumb shit. They've left more. Listen, they might be the most successful wrestling promotion of all time, but I still contend that Vince McMahon has left more money on the table than he's made. I mean, the guy does a ton of stupid shit. Look at the invasion. Don't look any further than the invasion and the money left on the table with that. So, anyway. All right. You want to preview the rest of the battleground here? Uh, Cameron Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yep. but, but, All right. but seriously, um, I think, uh, you know, the Usos and the Wyatt family, please let this be the end. It's yeah. two out of three falls. It's got to be. I right? can't take it anymore. I'm so tired of watching these two teams wrestle each other. And these are what, what's happening here is they've wrestled each other so many times that it's turning me on these teams. I've always. Right. And you love them. Yeah. I've <laughs> always liked the Usos, but like to me, 
I'm turning heel on them because I'm sick of them having the same match with the Wyatts every week on TV. And uh, I really want to see both of these teams do something else. I don't care who wins. Just do something else. I think the Wyatts will win, though. All right. I, I agree that the Wyatts will win. It's it's long overdue for them. Uh, Cameron Naomi, we're just going to skip that. Uh, Swagger Rusev, this is one that we're definitely looking forward to. I'm looking forward to it for but... sure. Uh, I, I can't wait. Um, these are two guys I really like. I love Rusev's short-term potential at minimum. Um, I really think that he could be like Roman Reigns' big stepping stone. If they protect him until, say, Royal Rumble, that'd be a good spot to do Roman Reigns versus Rusev. You know what I mean? Like, um, but then again, I guess Roman Reigns would have to win the Royal Rumble if he's going to challenge for the title at WrestleMania, correct? Right. But, I mean, you know, in, in my world, you know, I'd, I'd have at some point Rusev be the big stepping stone win for I'd protect Rusev and then have, have Reigns beat him right before he, you know, gets the title shot. I would protect Rusev that long. Actually, I'd have the title on Rusev right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, you're laughing, but you're hot shot. You're, I, you know what? Hey, those hot shot heel. Yeah, no, those. I, I'm on record saying that before. You know, I'd have the title on him right now, and I'd have him fucking killing people on TV every week, and uh, you know, and then have whoever you want, you know, get this, you know, topple the, the unbeatable foreign monster. You know, but now we don't know what they're gonna do with Rusev and Lana with this whole world news that broke today. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I was talking with a buddy at work, and, and this is how morbid I am. I said, oh, did you hear the news about rushing? And oh, man. And I said, how are they going to book Rusev and Lana going forward? Like, uh, what terrible person I have. Like, yeah, you're, hundreds you are, of that's, innocent that's... people lost their lives, and I'm wondering how they're going to book my favorite heel team. You are a terrible person. That's worse than me. But WWE tell me, you're thinking about it right now. You just thought about yeah, it. Yeah, you're so right. You you're right. But I, I'm admittedly a bad person. I've never said otherwise. I'm a heinous person. So um, my girlfriend just walked in, and, and uh, I have now been gifted a WWE trading card, 2014. Trivia cards. Oh, what? One pack? Trading cards, yeah. Uh, tops, yeah. T t double pack. Let's do the Nakamura gimmick and open it live on the air. Yep. I um... see what we have inside the pack. All right. Let's see what we got here. We have Tops. Ooh, Tops is doing these now. These are nice. Uh, these are actually pretty good. Let's good. Let's see what we got. 